Driving that coach. 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 And welcome to another edition of Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. And I'm AJ. And we are back again here in another week in 2020, September 2020. Year's almost over, man. COVID began. Well, <laughs> COVID damn this year, basically. So fucking like, and it's like, it's been one whole, damn near a whole year. And like, one thing I will say about uh, everybody's resiliency doing this whole get down, like freaking like, it shows that, you know, people adapt. People overcome, you know what I'm saying? So, uh, especially when they have no choice. Uh, but <laughs> <laughs> Only when they have no choice. Only when they have no choice. But, uh, like I said, I'm just hoping everybody's safe and good out there. You know, uh, we really enjoy uh, doing this podcast. Right now, this podcast is uh, the love all, for, definitely for me right <laughs> now. <laughs> and, uh, keeping but me sane. Keeping us sane right now, man. So, we love doing this. We love to... Uh, do this for you guys. We love the feedback, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Uh, but let's go ahead and get into the regular shtick that we do here. Now, first off, we want to start off with uh, Seven Degrees of Eddie Murphy, where I can connect any major American film star to the great Eddie Murphy within seven films. <laughs> for that. So, uh, what's your name you got for me this week? Well, I, I'm 90% sure I've never picked this name before, but I'm going to go with Ray Liotta. Good choice. All right, Ray Liotta. I could go the obvious route, but no, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna less obvious. Ray Liotta was in. Uh, I go this way. <laughs> uh, uh, Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas, and I'm not gonna go. To, I can go either stay away from. I can go from. I can go to no, Nero or. Or I can go for Sam Jackson, but I'm not going to go for you. Know, <laughs> okay, because that's exactly what I was thinking. That's not fair. Yeah, I know. So Ray Liotta was in Goodfellas with Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci was in Home Alone with another person that we're uh, talking about here today, uh, Catherine O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara was in Beetlejuice with Jeffrey Jones. Jeffrey Jones was in Howard the Duck with Leah Thompson. <laughs> no, no, no. no. I, don't, I, don't, I just like they were bringing in Howard the no, Duck. No, 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 no. I don't. I'll go Howard the Duck again, but I'm not gonna go with Leah Thompson. Let's go Tim Robbins. All right. Uh, yeah, he was in uh, Howard the Duck with Tim Robbins. Tim Robbins was in Nothing to Lose with Martin Lawrence. Martin Lawrence was in Life with Eddie Murphy. All right, solid. Mm-hmm. Stay away from Ray Liotta, but yeah. I'm gonna give you uh, Tim Allen. Because if you did that, you'd be there with wild hogs and like. Uh, yeah, six I, degrees. I, I, you know what? I'm not gonna go that way. Uh, but thank you for. You know, I'm gonna go. <laughs> I want to make it hard for you. Okay. Uh, okay, I can go this right now. So Tim Allen was in the. <laughs> you, you missed one. Tim Allen was in the Santa Claus with Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold <laughs> was in Beverly Hills Cop with Eddie Murphy. So you say you did? Don't go Wild House Fire. I'll go the other way. <laughs> The Santa Claus. You forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, I forgot. I forgot Judge Reinhold. Judge Reinhold is in the Santa Claus. All right. Last one. <laughs> we got about Judge Reinhold. <laughs> All right. This one's probably going to be pretty simple, too, but Gwyneth Paltrow. 
Yeah, this will be super simple. I know. Gwyneth Paltrow was an Iron Man when Robert Downey Jr. Robert Downey Jr. was in both finger with Eddie Murphy. <laughs> that was pretty quick. Super quick, yeah. <laughs> Gwyneth Paltrow. Actually, you know what? You want to go another route? Yeah. Okay. We'll stick with we'll stick with Gwyneth Paltrow. Gwyneth Paltrow. Will you know what? Go. Actually, we'll we'll stick with that. Okay. I've got I've got one that's gonna be a little more difficult for you. All right, I'm ready. I'm ready. I'm ready. Kevin Sorbo. Kevin Sorbo. Yeah. Like Hercules, Kevin Sorbo. Yeah, he's done movies. Yes, he has. And actually, I got one right off the top of my head. Uh, Kevin Sorbo was in Cole the Conqueror with T, uh, Tia Carreri. Tia Carreri <laughs> was in Wayne's World with Mike Myers. Mike Myers was in Shrek with Eddie Murphy. That's animated. You don't want to do animated? Okay. No, 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 I, I, still, I, still, I want to see no, no, Eddie's I, face. You know what? I'll go that route. I'll go, I'll go with you. I'm still going to go my route, though. All right. All right. All right so, <laughs> ah, he got one even better. Uh, Kevin Sorbo was in Call the Conqueror with Tia Carrera. Tia Carrera was in True Lies with Jamie Lee <laughs> Curtis. Jamie Lee Curtis was in Trading Places with Eddie Murphy. Boom. All right. You got it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you put out some work. Thought you had me, motherfucker. I thought, <laughs> thought you had me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, Kevin. I, just, I live for the Mandy Moore moments in my life. That's the only Kevin Sorbo <laughs> movie I've ever seen. Is fucking uh, <laughs> Call of the Conqueror. Because I thought well, it'd be because I thought it'd be another Conan. It that's wasn't. exactly one more than I've seen. <laughs> yeah, I thought it'd be another Conan. It was not. Nothing but, against him. I just haven't seen anything come out where I'm like, oh, I need to see that. Ooh, some Kevin Sorbo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that was uh, Seven Degrees of Eddie. So let's go to our next favorite subject, a subject, uh, subject matter, or whatever segment. What the fuck I'm saying right now? Uh, segment works. Let's go to segment. <laughs> WWBS. What would Busey say? Hey, this is Gary Busey talking to Gary Busey. What time is it, Gary? It's time for WWBS. What would Busey say? What are we talking about today, Gary? I wonder, I know Gary's traveled quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Just wonder if he's had any experiences in South America. Okay. <sighs> have I been to South America? Well, yes. Yes, I have. Quite a bit, actually. I'm quite friends with uh, some friends in uh, Colombia, for obvious reasons. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's a Abundance of a uh, there's an abundance of a uh, cocaine in uh, Colombia, and uh, let's just say I've snorted me about it too. <laughs> so yes, I've been to Colombia quite a bit. Also, if you want to go further south, Brazil. I love Brazil. Can't drink the water. I have. It's not supposed to drink it, but I have. And yeah, it's it's not good for the digestive system. And I love the women. Oh my God! Have you ever been in straight up carnival, surrounded by just thousands and thousands of fucking bronze women with gigantic asses? Oh my God! Mm. So good, so tasty. I'm thinking about it right now. That's Conchita, Maria, Alonza. I miss all those chicks, man. We had a lot of fun down there, man. In fact. I believe I got into a little incident with the fat rallies down there over the cocaine and one of the Brazilian girls put them together one night. <laughs> Let's just say they're not allowing me to have any uh, Brazilian barbecue in anytime soon, I'll tell you that, man. But I do love South America and I miss it very much. <laughs> Almost bringing a tear to my eye, man. Tiger blood. 
less cerebral than I thought we were going to go, but I'm not surprised that Gary's had an experience or two with the cocaina. <laughs> That's how I laugh with weed. Cocaina. Cocaina. <laughs> cocaina. Well, I mean, you've been having apparently some issues with people in pronunciation lately, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, cocaina. <laughs> the lesson to take away from this cocaina. Jadaro. <laughs> man. man, okay. Let's not put the let's not put the government out there on the show. You feel me? <laughs> but yeah, I've had I've had people I've had issues lately with people mispronouncing my name for different reasons. But yeah, it, it happens. Um, let's just move on. Fuck it. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that was great, Gary. How you doing today, Gary? I'm doing great. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. I'm Gary Busey. I'm doing great. Our next segment, <laughs> Roger Reads Rap. Good evening, I'm Roger Moore. You may remember me from my time as Bond, James Bond. And I once exchanged bodily fluids with Louis Jordan. This is not so much a commentary as it were, it's more of a one-sided conversation as I cannot talk to you and you cannot talk to me. And now for another edition of Roger Reads Rap. What is our selection for this evening? Today's selection is a lot more pop than I usually get, as opposed to the vulgarities I'm usually given on this segment, as you want to call it. Today's selection, Getting Jiggy With It by Sir William Smith. First stanza. On your mark, ready, set, let's go. Dance floor pro, I know you know, I go psycho with my new jam hit, just can't sit, got to get jiggy with it. Okay, you know, I have to stop, quite honestly. I never quite got the definition of what jiggy is, is it some sort of fishing law or something along those lines, it sounds very peculiar. I digress. <clears throat> now, honey, honey, come ride. DKNY all up in my eye. You got a Prada bag with a lot of stuff in it. Give it to your friend. Let's spin. Ah, that's, that's, quite, that's quite funny. <laughs> Everybody looking at me, glancing at the kid. I wish you... Ooh, that's, a, that's an N-word there. I can't, I can't say that. Um, sorry. Uh, you wish you blank was dancing the jig. Here was some handsome kid, cigar, cigar, right from Cuba, Cuba. I'll just bite it. From the look of it, I don't like it. I'll my, I'm way, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Um, I believe this is pig Latin. Um, I'm way on the Amway. On the ants bay, on the orflay. Oh yes, it is big Latin. This is, this is quite, it's quite amusing. Yeah. Right, give it, give it up, Jiggy. There's that word again, Jiggy. Um, make it feel like foreplay. Yo, my cardio is infinite. Ha ha. Those are lyrics. Big Willie styles all in it. Getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Na 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 na, na 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 na, getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na, 
Na 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 na. One more time. Getting jiggy with it. Na 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 na. Again, this has been Roger Moore, and you can see me next in a Alcoholics Anonymous. Is it Alcoholics Anonymous or Alcoholics Anonymous? Alcoholics Anonymous uh, meeting. Thank you. <laughs> this might be our best Roger Rage rap <laughs> ever. Na 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 na. Sir William Smith. Sir William Smith. <laughs> I had no idea he'd been knighted. Hell he has by Roger Moore. Congratulations to Will Smith. <laughs> and this has been another episode of Roger Reed's Rap. I am drunk. Okay. Alright, so uh, now. That's going to be a clip. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Alright, so now we got some time for dropping that news. Dropping that news. A few things happened this week. Yeah, yeah, a few things happened. This has actually probably been one of the busier weeks in a very, very long time, man. Yep. So, like, it's crazy. So, uh, now, the big thing that happened this weekend is the Emmy's going to get into that in a minute, but there are a couple of casting calls that happened this past week um, that actually caught a lot of people's attention. Uh, the first one. Uh, there was a casting of three new cast members to Saturday Night Live, just ahead of its uh, season 46 premiere. Uh, I think one of them, I know at least one of them is from out here in L.A., um, a female comedian named uh, Punky Johnson. Apparently she's an alum of the, uh, well, she's pretty much a stand-up out here in L.A. And then also there's another L.A. person, uh, Laura Holt. Uh, apparently she's from UCB. Okay. And there's also a dude here, uh, Andrew Dismukes. Uh, apparently, he was a writer. He's he's been a writer on the show since uh, 2007. Dang. Uh, two thousand, excuse me, 2017, and they finally okay. decided to make him. Uh, I was going to say 2007. I misread that 2017, <laughs> and they finally made yeah. him a full-on cast member. So, so he's, he's trying to follow the uh, Tina Fey route, basically. And also, Jason Sudeikis also had the same route. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Yes, yeah, started out as a writer. Uh, so congratulations to those. Harry David almost had that route. Almost, almost, yeah. <laughs> almost. But yeah, congratulations to those guys. Uh, also, speaking of SNL news, they have just recently announced that uh, in a very similar move to Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump, they are bringing in Jim Carrey to play Joe Biden for this Solid. coming season of SNL. So I'm very looking. I'm looking forward to that, man, because the fact that I know it's going to be a crazy well, impersonation. Jim Jim hasn't done. Jim Carrey hasn't done stand well stand up for a long time, but he hasn't done improv for probably just as long. And I mean, what was the last movie he was in? It's been a minute. It has been a minute, man. He's just been enjoying that money. Yes, he has. Hey, he got plenty of it. I'm, I'm excited to see him come back. And I mean, he's such a physical and manic actor. This could yeah. be really interesting. And then that combination of him and Maya Rudolph as Kamala Harris. Mm, that could be pretty interesting. Oh my god, I think it's gonna be hilarious. I think it's gonna be so funny. So, I, I hope I hope they don't sanitize. I hope they go for the jugular. If they do, it could be great. If, if they you, if they back off, it's going to be garbage. If you if you've seen uh, um, Maya when she did it uh, during the Eddie Murphy show, she killed that shit. because she basically going to play it as like almost like if Beyonce was a, a like president or something like that. Like just like <laughs> how cool Kamala Harris is. Like I'm your cool auntie. That kind of thing. <laughs> I think this is one of the quotes she said uh, during the show. I'm uh, cautiously optimistic for the first time in a long time about SNL. 
Yeah, there you go. Now, speaking of which, since I mentioned both Eddie Murphy and Maya Rudolph, uh, and I also mentioned the Emmys, this is just a brief segue into that. Uh, they recently had the Creative Arts Emmys this past weekend. Uh, I believe it was Friday and Saturday. Mm-hmm. This Saturday, both Eddie and Maya Rudolph won Emmys, their first Emmys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Eddie won his very first Emmy. And it, funny enough, it actually coincides with his 40th anniversary of uh, his debut on SNL. Yeah? Yeah, 40 years. And then took him uh, long enough. Exactly. <laughs> and then he he basically got the award for his hosting stint this past December uh, after more than thirty years on the yeah. show. So, yeah. So Eddie came back, killed it, and got an Emmy for it. This is his very first Emmy. And also speaking of Maya Rudolph on that same show that I just mentioned, she was Kamala Harris, killed it there. She won for that, and she also won apparently for uh, voice work on that show Big Mouth on Netflix. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, she's like uh, I forgot. She's like the hormone something hormone Hormor- monster. The hormone monster. The hormone monster. Yeah. <laughs> I I saw clips of it. I just saw her. Uh, you ever, made, have you ever seen that show? Yeah, I have okay. seen bits and pieces of that show, but I really saw her character and like I love how she pronounces bubble bear. <laughs> that shit, my bubble bear. My bubble bear. That shit made me laugh so hard. <laughs> so congratulations to Eddie and yeah. Maya. Uh, also, another casting news: uh, we got a Superman again. Mm-hmm. Uh, same Superman, just a different era now. Henry Cavill has mm-hmm. returned uh, to the DCEU as Superman. He signed off for three new movies uh, for DC. Um, mm-hmm. it, 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 he'd been kind of gestating about it for like the be, what, better part of this year. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, they bring him back. He's uh, there's, actually a lot, there's been a lot of positive fan yes. response from his. Uh, from his betrayal in Justice League, a lot of people felt he didn't get a fair shake, mainly because of the fact that the sh- the shots that came into the movie were the Joss Whedon reshoots with the you know mustache. So, bring back Christopher Reeve. <laughs> I wish you could. I really <laughs> wish you could. But I mean, even now, put him in now. But the time for, is. But for the time being, this is what we got. So uh, another, uh, we actually called, got a couple more things of casting news again. What I'm about to say right now is not official. There has been no official statement, but this is it, this rumor has been persisting basically the entire weekend. Yep. Tom Hardy is reportedly has reportedly been cast as the new James Bond, which could be very interesting. Mm-hmm. I just hope I just hope it doesn't do anything crazy with the, the voice. Well, the last the last time I was excited about rumors for James Bond mm-hmm. would have been Idris Elba, but the problem for him right now is he's too old. Did maybe get two movies out of him? Yeah, he's just. But Tom Hardy's young enough; he could he could run for five or six. Exactly. So it'd be it'd be great casting, I think. But plus, he's been a front runner for this for like a long time. Him yeah. and a lot of other couple 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 other people that I can think of, like Tom Hiddleston, was a big favorite. Um, but that was the main; those are the main, the main two: Tom Hardy and Tom Hiddleston. Uh, but the Toms, the Toms. But again, <laughs> nothing official has been uh, announced by Eon Productions or anybody at Sony. Yeah. So Rockley's not said anything, as far as yeah. I know. So take it with a grain of salt at this point. Uh, also on the casting side, uh, we got a She-Hulk now, <laughs> which is crazy. I so. think I missed this one. Yeah, She-Hulk. Um, uh, actress named uh, Tatiana Maslevi, I believe that's the pronunciation of her name. Maslani, excuse me, Maslani. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, she, she bodybuilder or something? No, not at all. She uh, actually is just uh, just an actress, but her um, her main get down. She's on the show Orphan Black. Okay. So uh, and then she's got a lot of big fans from that show. I think I've seen her a couple other projects before, but apparently Orphan Black is her biggest thing. But she has been cast as She Hulk in the upcoming Disney Plus TV show. Uh, so for those of you not familiar, She Hulk is basically the Hulk's cousin. Uh, 
mm-hmm. uh, Jennifer uh, Jennifer Walters, who's a lawyer out in L.A. Uh, during the seventies. Um, actually, it was actually it was because of the TV show back in the day that they created She-Hulk because of the fact that Marvel didn't want them to do to the Incredible Hulk what uh, Ken Johnson had did to the uh, Six Million Dollar Man when he created yeah. the bi- we created the Bionic Woman and had then created the show that was actually ruined it. Actually, yeah, he created the Bionic Woman and created a show that, in many ways, was more popular in yeah. some areas than the Six Million Dollar Man. They did not want to do that with the Hulk, so they had Stan Lee come up with a She-Hulk. And like I said, Jennifer Walters, she's a lawyer. She's Bruce Banner's cousin. They uh, meet one particular time in L.A. Unfortunately, she happens to be working on this crime boss like trial uh, case or whatever. They come after her in retaliation. Damn near killer, and the only thing that could save her is an emergency blood transfusion from her gamma irradiated cousin Bruce Banner. Uh, he and then of course he immediately leaves because he don't want you know he doesn't want to transform and have yeah. an issue or something or get yeah. caught. Yeah, but while she's in the hospital recovering, she turns into a She Hulk and she becomes the She Hulk. Now the difference between She Hulk and the main Hulk is uh, she actually has complete control of herself as She Hulk. So and she, she actually turn it on and off. Yeah, and she actually prefers She Hulk. Yeah, bigger, more powerful, sexier to a lot of people in some ways, but yeah, she she prefers She Hulk. She's an Amazonian, <laughs> and also and also the character, the comic book itself is actually revolutionary because of fact you know how Deadpool talks to the audience and shit. Yeah. She Hulk did it first. Hmm. They did it in her book, and that's what kind of made her kind of a cult favorite because she would talk directly to the viewer, uh, kind of like kind of like a moonlighting type thing or whatever. And yeah, it was, it was very popular, so. Well, as long as we're talking about the Hulk for a second, because this is the first She-Hulk, as far as I can remember, for for live-action film. They've tried to do it a couple times, yeah, it didn't work. My question is going to go back to the original Hulk. Favorite feature film original Hulk? Probably The Incredible Hulk 2008. Ed Norton? The Ed Norton one. Ed Norton, that's the one. All right, just making sure. I want to make sure we're on the same page, because, look. We're on the same page. I, I I like Ruffalo in a lot of his different films he's done over the years mm-hmm. I don't like him in the Avengers I don't like him as the Hulk yeah it's just not it's not a good fit I don't think my one favorite uh, performance of Ruffalo as the Hulk would be Thor Ragnarok because it was funny and it had the Hulk talk I like I like yeah, Thor but that's Ragnarok. a lot of CGI I mean it's not even really that much of him yeah but, you know what I mean yeah it was still, it's still it was still a great performance though like, like I still think his best performance is going to have to be Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind yeah I thought he was fantastic in that and we also have some news on Mr. Ruffalo, too. I know. We'll get to that later. But that's why I was making me think of it as we're looking yeah. at it. I'm like, going, eh. yeah. They didn't uh, really like him as, as the Hulk. And uh, real quick, a couple other winners that we got from the creative Emmys that happened this past weekend. Dave Chappelle won big with his special Sticks and Stones on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Won for Outstanding Writing of a Variety Series, Outstanding Directing of a Variety Series for Stan Lathan, mm-hmm. and Outstanding Variety Special. So He's the GOAT, man. He's the GOAT, man. And then I love his acceptance speech. Like, now you can tell the critics to shut the fuck up forever because <laughs> hey i won yeah so well he, and even if he had yeah. they still can yeah he hated again, yeah, they, the yeah they hated it and but whatever blah, blah blah yada 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 but you know what he won boom uh big congratulations to the mandalorian which i was very happy about uh it won multiple emmys on the creative side of the game well i mean that's the problem though. like yeah. there's hardly anything out there that is truly original creative at this point so yeah. much stuff is just a copy of a copy of a copy yeah uh, some of the categories that went in, outstanding um, outstanding production design for a narrative program, outstanding sound editing, outstanding special effects, mm-hmm. outstanding sound mixing, uh, outstanding cinematography, and there's another one that's not listed here. They won for best stunt coordination. Yep. 
So, good for them, man. I'm really happy for that. I hope they can figure out how to get back into production. <laughs> well, they, season two is coming out October 30th, so. I know, but we're going to run out of Mandalorian pretty soon if they don't get this thing up and running. Pretty much, yeah. So, all right, so uh, also another good uh, pick here, ESPN's The Last Dance, the documentary about Michael Jordan and the mm-hmm. Bulls, beat Tiger King and McMillions, Mac, the thing about McDonald's on HBO. As it should have. Yeah, yeah to win the Emmy for Outstanding Documentary. Look, again, it's a, it's an Emmy about, or it's, it's a, sorry, it's an Emmy, it's an Emmy win for a doc about another goat. Yeah. I mean, Tiger King was, it was weird, it was, it was a meth-fueled trailer park ride, essentially. Yeah. And, I mean, I, I've, I don't know about McMillions. I've heard interesting stuff about it. I don't want to put it down or anything, but how are you supposed to go up against... I mean, when's the last time Michael Jordan did anything anyway as far as, like, uh, giving interviews? Nope. I mean, when you get that much time with the greatest basketball players ever lived? Yeah. Good God almighty. Like, how do you not win? Exactly. I mean, as a filmmaker, you totally have to screw that up. Exactly. All right, so we actually have a couple... Uh, we're going to talk, go ahead and get into the actual... Uh, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, the primetime memes that happened last night, actually, so which is cool. <laughs> yeah, it, it was what it was. Uh, we actually had some couple, a couple of uh, history making moments here on the show uh, that a lot of people didn't really. Some people acknowledged, some other people didn't, but I thought it was cool. Um, first off, we had the first ever father and daughter Emmy winning duo this one year. Mm. A, a dad and a daughter both won the Emmy this year. Uh, the father, Ron Cephas Jones. Run one for best guest actor on a drama series for This Is Us, and his daughter uh, won for. I'm trying to see what exactly what the daughter won for. Mm, let's see if I can find it here. Shuffling through the notes. Shuffling through the notes, folks. Uh, it doesn't specify what show she did, but she also won too. She won an Emmy uh, for acting. Uh, so, uh, like I said, uh, Ron and Jasmine make, you know, they're the first, they're the first ever do this. So that's pretty cool. That's great, man. I'm happy for them. That, their family must be partying today. Oh, damn right they are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like I said, let's go ahead and get big, big full on into the primetime image. Now, first off in the comedy category, um, Shit's Creek did a complete sweep of the category, of the comedy category. <laughs> complete sweep. They won everything. All four uh, major, all four of the acting categories: best lead actor for Eugene Levy, mm-hmm. best actress for Catherine O'Hara, which I mentioned earlier. Daniel Levy won best supporting actor, and Annie Murphy won best supporting actress. And then they also won for best writing, best directing, and best comedy series. Well, I mean, who are they even up against? And that's the that's the sad thing right now, as far as like the, the comedy landscape goes. There's just not a lot of really great scripted comedy series out there. The best stuff you're getting. It's going to be either Shit's Creek or it's going to be going to uh, uh, stand-ups, basically. Funny enough, when I was watching the show, the one show that kept coming up but really didn't get they really didn't get the award, uh, what we do in the shadows. And actually, I would have hoped they would have got it because I, I've in my my last job, I actually had some interaction with the art department, and you've seen the feature, right? Yes. Fucking hilarious. Yeah, it is. Brilliant, it's brilliant show. Great concept. Yeah. Hilarious. Well written. Well done. Um, the, the American version of it's not bad for a TV show. I mean, it's yeah. it's interesting, but again, who the hell who's supposed to compete with Eugene Levy? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's like yeah. trying to compete with Eddie or or going up against uh, Dave Chappelle. It's like it's just not going to happen. Yeah, yeah. Now for limited uh, series, uh, actually Watchmen was the big winner here yep. uh, in multiple categories. They won for best lead actress in a limited series for Regina King, mm-hmm. and also best supporting actor for. Uh, yeah, uh, Yah, uh, Yah, 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 Abdul Mateen the second. 
he won for Best Supporting Actor. Uh, they also won for Best Writing, Best Directing, and Best Series. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I should make sure I got that correct. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, uh, the other winner here for uh, Outstanding Lead Actor in the Limited Series, which was not part of Watchmen, Mark Ruffalo, for I Know This Much Is True. Uh, he actually gave a really great speech. Uh, I did enjoy that. Um, as far as, uh, let's see here, uh, some of the other categories here. Um, uh, Uzo Aduba uh, won the Emmy. She won the last year for uh, Orange is the New Black. She wins this year for playing Shirley Chisholm on Miss America. Hmm. On, uh, I believe it's on Hulu. Uh, really good series. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Tyler Perry was the recipient of the Television Academy Governor's Award for his contributions to television. That time. Yeah. Now, as far as the uh, main drama categories, basically that was taken over by Succession. Yep. So, Succession won for Best Directing, Best Writing, and also uh, Best Drama Series, Succession. Um, as far as the awards go, only one of the succession actors won uh, the acting category. That was Jeremy Strong. He won Best Actor. Uh, but the other categories, uh, we actually had some history again. Zendaya won Best uh, best Actress in the Drama Series for Euphoria, and she became, at 24 years of age, the youngest actress to ever win that award. Wow. So, make some history, man. And uh, the other, uh, I'm trying to think of who other, other person who won for Outstanding like Supporting Actor was uh, Billy Crudup for The Morning Show. And I'm just thinking anybody else. That was, that's really the main ones. Yeah, pretty much covers. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. And also, uh, Julie Garner won for uh, Ozark. Oh, right, right, right. She, yeah, she won for, uh, that's why I was thinking Julia Garner. Yeah, she won for Ozark. Yeah. Second year in a row, apparently. Huh. Uh, so, good for her. And uh, also, uh, I mentioned this earlier, Watchmen actually made some history as the first comic book adaptation television series to win an Emmy for Best Series. Well, it's a good thing they canceled it then, since it's making all of these, yeah, and then the, all this history and yeah, all these Yeah, awards. and then the old boy, what's his name, David Lindelof, specifically said online there will not be a season two of this Watchmen. So. <sighs> so dumb. Yeah. It is what it is, man. Yep. All right, so that's all the news I got, man. Well, then I think it's about time we get into uh, the, the meat and potatoes. potatoes. The meat and potatoes of this shit. Potato. First blood. Sylvester Stallone, Rocket One. I'm sorry, Rambo One. <laughs> I stopped myself. I stopped Rocky myself. One. Rocky One. <laughs> but actually, I, the reason I got confused is actually a little history here with Rambo and Rocky. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get into that here. We, just a little bit later. we were saying though before we get into this, mm-hmm. uh, we, we were talking about what we think Stallone's best films are just before we started. And mm-hmm. for me, it comes down to it's basically a tie between First Blood and uh, Copland. Mm-hmm. I think both of those are, as far as his his chops as an actor, mm-hmm. what he shows, a slow burn, great uh, emoting, great timing, great everything. It's those two films for me. I think those are his two strongest across the board. I go personally with this, but yeah, I feel you on that. Right. Especially with the Copland and all that good stuff. All right, so let's go ahead and get into like the right. history of uh, well, First Blood. We're synced up. Yeah, okay. We're going to do a little bit, we'll do a little bit of history, history first, first. Right. then we'll get into the movie. Alright, All right, so first off, uh, the the uh, the actual movie itself is based on a novel by David Morrell, First Blood, uh, came out in the early 70s. Uh, David Morrell was actually inspired because of the fact he was a, a teacher at an unspecified university, but uh, his students 
were Vietnam veterans, and he was getting a lot of like contention from them, like how we, you know, we just came from Vietnam and we did all this shit. How are you going to be an authority figure to us mm-hmm. after all we've been through? And he wanted to kind of, you know, quill that. You know, hey, what's going on? How can I help you? Like, what's going on here? And he started talking to these kids, and he was listening to all the experiences of what they went through. You know with death and, you know, having to, you know, do all these crazy things for America. And really because of the fact that uh, it was an unpopular war to begin with, they came back and they're being called baby killers and all this other stuff. It went from, when when they realized it was a war that we weren't going to win, it became a war of attrition. It was just murder, murder, murder. And then, you know, Mm. I mean, these kids took the brunt brunt of it and it wasn't their fault, man. And they came back, they couldn't find jobs and, you know, saying they would find themselves, you know, with, extreme cases of post-traumatic stress. Like, I think uh, he said a couple kids would be like, they would hear like the afterfire of a car and they would immediately hit the deck. Yeah. You know, just out of, you know, just out of reflex. You know what I'm saying? So, it's, yeah, it's crazy. It, it inspired him to, you know, write this book. And he also said that another book that inspired him in terms of this is uh, Jeffrey Household's Rogue Mail. It was also a big influence in terms of uh, hmm. writing a book. Now, the name of the character, Rambo, <laughs> actually comes from an apple. Really, it's a kind of apple, Rambo. It's a I kind didn't of apple. That. His wife was his wife. Apparently, likes those particular type of apples. And he, she brought a bunch of them home, and that's where he got the name from from that type of apple. Hmm. Uh, yeah. And also, in terms of the actual character uh, itself, Rambo, uh, a big inspiration was uh, Audie Murphy. Oh, really? Who was a uh, yeah? But for you kids who don't know, Audie Murphy was a actor, well, basically a World War II veteran, a legit hero. World War he was, II. I think he still is the most decorated yeah. soldier in American history. So yeah. as far as the army goes, he won the most most decorations, and in fact, Medal of Honor winner. Yep. Um, if you if you ever want to see or read anything really crazy, mm-hmm. you can look up his Medal of Honor citation, or he's actually written a book. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to remember the name of it. I, I actually just downloaded it the other day. I was just starting to go through it, but insane, insane stuff this guy did during World War II. And then when he left uh, the military, when he became an actor. Yep. Uh, did a shitload of westerns. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah, Audie Murphy was the inspiration really for Rambo. Now there are some differences between the novel and the movie itself. Now, key the key differences um, in the movie, uh, Sheriff Te- uh, Teasel is a sheriff. In the in the book, he's actually just chief of police. Mm-hmm. In the novel, Rambo doesn't have a first name or it's not used. Right. Jo- uh, actually, Sylvester Stallone is the one that came up with the idea of calling him John Rambo. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the book. Uh, the part where he's in the cave, the cave is actually full of bats, as opposed to the movie was full of rats. Mm-hmm. Either way, it's still, still gross. gross. Yeah. Uh, in the novel, when uh, Rambo escapes the police station, he's actually naked when mm-hmm. he does it, and he actually gets his clothes and a hunting rifle for some for some moonshiners he finds in the woods. <laughs> uh, in the novel, Rambo has long hair and a full beard, whereas in the movie, he has a long hair and some stubble. Yeah. That's basically it. I wonder, I just as a real quick thing, yeah. I wonder, because I've never seen him with a full beard, I really wonder whether or not Stallone can grow a full beard. He's got a decent stubble going. He has. You know, Nighthawks. Oh, shit, that's right. Yeah, he, I totally forgot about had, that. He had a full beard in Nighthawks, yeah. Like the only one. Yeah. <laughs> the only time he's ever had also that his, much his, his little cameo in Stan Alive, he had a full beard. Did he? Yeah, he had a cameo in the, the John Travolta Saturday yeah, yeah, yeah. Night Fever sequel. He directed that movie. He has a cameo in it. 
That's right. Very brief cameo. Tony Monero bumps into him like walking yep. on the street. Yep, that's right. And his his, uh, his M. Night Shyamalan moment. Yeah, he has a full beard, yep. Actually, we should give him more to Hitchcock. I think Hitchcock might have been the first one to do the Easter egg thing, putting himself in the background. It, I, I think it's definitely Hitchcock. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in the novel, uh, Galt, the bad sheriff or whatever, mm-hmm. is actually killed by <laughs> slicing his stomach open with a razor wire. Rambo does that. He dies from disembowelment. Uh, whereas in the movie, it's basically an accident. Yeah. Um, also, uh, in the movie, uh, Colonel Troutman is supposed to be like a dear friend of Rambo, uh, trained him, et cetera, et cetera. In the novel, uh, Troutman is a captain, and Rambo barely remembers him, and they're not friends at all. Hmm. And they basically only bring Troutman in because of the fact he's trained, and he's really the only one that can stop Rambo. Right. So, uh, that was really the main differences of the novel. Dude, uh, so, the end. Yeah, I'm going to get to that. Okay, we'll all get, right. We'll I was going to say, the ending is no, majorally we, different, but we'll, we can wait. We'll, we'll get to we that. Can wait. We'll get to that, yeah. But uh, if you want to go ahead and just start the movie, so uh, you're going to watch it with up. us, folks. So we are watching in three, two, one, go. All right. Uh, Mario Kazar and Andrew, no, I forgot that how you pronounce it. Vana? Vana, looks. Uh, and uh, Ted Catch Off, the director. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I love the, you get the first little swell of the, uh, the Jerry Goldsmith thing, so that's yep. Stallone in... Who he actually he got a there's there's four well there's four people credited with writing obviously yeah the novelist but three for the screenplay and Stallone gets one of those three as usual because I mean yeah. he's he's a triple threat yeah so uh, basically uh, the film itself had been optioned for years and years and uh, what happened was freaking like uh, the best screenplay of the ones that was optioned was the one done by William Sackhelm and um, uh, Michael Cazell. Um, they got the best script, and then uh, Ted Ketchup, uh, Koshkoff, or uh, how you pronounce his last name, he was brought onto the movie. He started working on the script too. Now, initially, they wanted John Badham to direct it, and they wanted uh, John Travolta as Rambo, George C. Scott as Troutman, and either Gene Hackman or Charles Durning as the sheriff. They that would have been interesting. Yeah. So they spent weeks, uh, actually spent months working on their screenplay, etc. And um, it, it just kind of got bounced around again. Uh, also, Mike Nichols actually wanted to direct this too, and he mm-hmm. wanted Dustin Hoffman to play the uh, play Rambo, but Hoffman turned it down because he thought it was too violent. You know, one thing I got to throw out there because yeah. just we're watching this opening sequence with him yeah. walking in, so it's yeah. beautifully shot. It's great establishing the way this is rolling. But the one thing I've just got to I think hammer a little bit on the uh, the wardrobe, that jacket, right? So it's it's essentially supposed to be like his old. U.S. Army jacket from when he was serving. Yeah, that flag oh, yeah, that yeah. they 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 taped on the front right over his uh, his I think it was his left breast pocket if I'm yeah. not mistaken. Yeah, that would yeah that would not, not even fly. close to regs. Yeah, that would not a fly. I mean, I, I guess, actually in war zone. I, I guess if this thing if, if his if his jacket was more worn, you could almost yeah. sell me on okay. And if he still had maybe some of his other yeah. uh, other patches and stuff on other insignia, then maybe I'd buy. Okay, he added it afterwards, but it's yeah. just one little thing that always kind of bothered me when I saw. It. I was like. Ah, Mm-hmm. Just that that stupid little thing threw yeah. me off. Also, when it was first published, uh, the the producers actually wanted Steve McQueen to play Rambo, but they considered him too old to be playing a, a, a Vietnam vet. Yeah, that's too bad because he would have been great in it too. Yeah, and the other choices for Rambo in terms of actors: Jeff Bridges, Robert De Niro, Michael Douglas, Paul Newman, Nick Nolte again. <laughs> Uh, Ryan O'Neill and John Travolta that we mentioned earlier Chuck Norris also said they actually approached him at one point too that might have been interesting Chuck Norris yeah especially a young Chuck Norris yeah. I mean he would have that could have been good yeah but then they brought on Stallone to play Rambo uh, Stallone 
initially uh, was kind of hesitant to do the movie because he thought it was too violent too. But then he's like, you know what? Why don't we make Rambo a little more sympathetic uh, as opposed to this, you know, psycho guy that's like right. slaughtering people. Make him like a guy who's like dealing with post-traumatic stress and, you know what I'm saying, trying to... Well, he humanized it a lot more. Because, I mean, that, and that's one of those things that's, you know, you, you can, if you want, get down on the author a little bit. But he yeah. doesn't have that, that body of experience to draw on to really kind of get yeah. what it would be like to be Rambo. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's a guy who's guy in the military, doesn't know what to do with his life, and now, you know... He uh, pretty much is just a victim of circumstance. Yeah. Well, and I mean, not only that, but he's just getting hammered on left and right. So, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you talk to guys like that. I know you know you've been been out in combat and stuff like that. It's a yeah. it's a different set of things you're asking those guys to do. And that's probably one of the, yeah. the greater shames that we've got in our country's history. Is that when these guys came back, nobody mm-hmm. helped them. Yeah. And they got shit on all the time by oh. a you know, certain segment of the population, yeah. which is just horrendous. Yeah. And one thing to note about this first scene here with Rambo going to see his friend Delmo Barry, the last member of his uh, special forces group, and he finds out he's dead and he died from Agent Orange exposure. Yep. This is the last little bit of optimism yep. in the entire movie. Like he yeah, from here on out it's, it's where he knows it's done. It's basically hell. Well, and the other thing, too, that's kind of interesting about this, thinking about the time from when it was made, mm-hmm. if I remember correct, I don't think the, the government had yet owned up to what Agent Orange did to these guys. Because it was, in. I mean, it was a massive car- carcinogen. Yeah. yeah, man. So, filming actually took place in British Columbia, Canada. And that looks I, about right. Yeah, in, in winter of 81. <clears throat> and most of the, the stuff you see here in the towns uh, is actually Hope, British Columbia. It's supposed to be Hope, Washington, but it's Hope, British Columbia. Mm-hmm. Uh, they and, look about the same. They're only a few miles apart. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And actually, it doesn't really specify it in the movie, but this movie is actually set in December 81. Mm-hmm. And one thing I noticed, and I didn't even think about it at first, if you look in the town in certain places, and, and also in the sheriff's office, freaking, you see like Christmas decorations. Yeah. There's a Christmas tree right there in front of the you know what's kind of weird is that yeah. a lot of movies in the 80s were set in a Christmas it's, yeah it's a Christmas it's technically a Christmas movie you just, yeah. laugh, you just don't really they just don't really, it's not as blatant I, st- I think I still like Die Hard Best for my favorite Christmas movie but this it's, one's pretty good it's, still, it's the fact that you, <laughs> you discover this might be a Christmas movie like, well here's the thing though it's Christmas look, look, adjacent look, 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 at the, look at the decorations on the uh, storefront right there well I'm saying it's Christmas adjacent because it's never actually Christmas Eve as far as we know right whereas in Die Hard it's like Christmas Eve, Eve. and so is Gremlins Christmas yeah Eve. exactly Christmas Eve, Eve so Still, that's cool. But it's Christmas adjacent. For yeah, sure. exactly. And now we got Brian Dennehy as Sheriff Teasel. Who, by the way, great character actor. Yep. And uh, he was actually the director's first and only choice for Troutman. Should have been. Oh, for uh, Teasel, excuse me. Yeah, should have been. Yeah, and actually what happened was they had just worked together on a movie the same year called Split Image. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. So okay. they had just worked together. So he's like, you know what? Like, Brian Dennehy. You bring Brian Dennehy in. Yep. And you see him accosting. <laughs> Goddamn. Poor Rambo. Uh, poor Rambo. <laughs> And actually, one thing that's in the narrative of the book that, don't, that doesn't really translate to the movie, uh, the reason that Teasel is so resentful of Rambo is because of the fact that Rambo is a vet of the Vietnam War, which is more popular in the, you know, in popular culture. Most people, more people know about it, more people talk about it, more people think about it, whereas Teasel is a veteran of the Korean War. Hmm. And that's pretty much all but forgotten. In some people's eyes. And yeah, I mean, it's one of the ones, I think if you look at U.S. history, the two wars that get skipped the most are going to be the Spanish-American War and the uh, the Korean War. Yeah, man. Which the Korean War still technically never stopped. They just stopped shooting. Technically, yeah. 
There's actually a funny thing on uh, uh, the kid, the, the fighter and the kid with uh, mm. Will Ferrell. Oh, excuse me, Will Sasso does an impression with Jesse Ventura. <laughs> talking about the v- Vietnam War. It's like, the Vietnam War is over. The Vietnam War never started. <laughs> like, I forgot about that. You know, like, <laughs> I didn't say that. <laughs> you tell me what I said. I said the Vietnam War was started by chimpanzees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> and, and now we see him accosting poor Rambo. All Rambo wanted was just something to eat, man. Like, yeah, oh, I don't even want to stay get here. Get out of my town. You can't do nothing. I'm not giving you any food. Yeah, just let me You're get some You're a piece eat, of crap. I hate yeah. you. Yeah, so, like, there's actually a scene that they uh, filmed but was cut from the movie where Rambo actually does go to a restaurant and gets accosted by uh, some uh, cashiers and leaves. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, think that, I think that's before he actually meets Teasel. Yeah, well, so. but this flows. This flows better, and it makes you hate Teasel even more. Yeah. You know, early on. Exactly. Now, such a dick. <laughs> but that's what makes him such a great, great character actor. He can immediately just make you be like, "Man, what a dick!" Complete <laughs> dick, bro. Yeah. So apparently, the budget of the movie was originally eleven million dollars, but it turned into seventeen million <clears throat> because the production went over schedule. Yeah, as it happens. And also, the production of this actually extended, um, <clears throat> pushed back the filming of Rocky Three. Hmm. A little more on that a little bit later. Um, but you see, I like the scene here. He's like, "Do I go or should I stay?" And you know what? I just want a bite to eat. Let me get a sandwich. I'm fucking hungry. <laughs> yeah, I'm going back into town. Fuck this guy, man. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm just tired of being pushed around, man. Well, it's not even just that. It's like you know, if there's ever if there's ever anybody that's earned the right to be able to go in and get a bite to eat anywhere they want, it's, it's gonna it's gonna be a guy who actually went and served in combat. Exactly. And also, uh, like, listen, where you going? Where you going? <laughs> goddammit. it! <laughs> I'm talking to you. Yeah, I'm talking to you. I don't have to listen to you. I really I'm not don't. Doing nothing. Yeah, I don't really not. Yeah. Let me see some ID. Yeah, getting up in his face. And now he just decides to arrest him. Yeah. And of course, gives He's him like, some, I didn't do nothing. What are you messing with me for? Give him some trumped up ass charges yeah. and shit. Yeah. Fucking dick, man. <laughs> <laughs> he keeps looking at me with the gun like, like He's like, what are you going to do with that? Hey, what you going to do with that? I'll take your ass apart, bro. Yep. But you know what? Okay. But, it, but that's what's so great about this film is that it's such a slow burn. Yeah. And it's just, it just one little thing and then it, it just keeps, and it keeps it, piling it, on and piling on and piling on and piling I on. I love this shit here we're talking about. Try to be nice to some people. Who the fuck you were? You're trying to be nice. You're being an asshole. You're being a complete asshole. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Now we find the, the beauty here, the knife. The knife that is a thing of legends and absolutely useless. Yes. <laughs> but actually, apparently, the, this knife here was actually custom made for this movie by a dude I believe named, it by a dude named <laughs> a dude named Jimmy Lyle in Arkansas who has passed away. But because of the movie. This popularized whole, you know, knockoffs of hollow, hollow handled survival knives with yeah. compasses and shit inside. Now well, we, and I mean, like, if you yeah. want to talk See, about Christmas tree, yeah, yeah, Christmas tree. Well, so, so if you want to talk about iconic knives from military, though, there's nothing more iconic than the yeah. K bar. Yeah, and then the damn thing right there, Merry Christmas. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I mean, if he was carrying a K bar, mm-hmm. that would, for me, it'd ring a lot more true. But of course, this mm-hmm. is much more cinematic. I think this is a new love for me because like I've, I've already loved this movie but now I love now it even more about the Christmas now, I think, now I got a new Christmas movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah gulp oh this dick here oh yeah. my god well and the thing about this is it's like honestly it's like a hybrid between a Bowie knife and a K-Bar I think yeah but they added they had to add that serrated on one side and just for the fun of it I love, I love this little thing here where like Rambo's like slyly just kind of looking over he's just space. casing the joint yeah okay yeah. where's it's, what I need he just happened to have the M16s open 
Was that M16s or just shotguns? I didn't. I, I missed it. I was looking. It was M16s. I knew it was the gun rack. Yeah, but like the yeah, guys, very young David Caruso. Man. Wow, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> the Jim, Jim, we talk about Jim Carrey. Right? Yeah, the Jim Carrey impression on Letterman was hilarious. <laughs> Looks like weave with the glasses. Founder man. that's what I love about a lot of these old movies though when you can find these actors that started with these little bit roles and then went on to do all kinds of crazy stuff yeah even before this like like, he did this and then of course NYPD Blue wasn't this his first film this is worse, huh? Yeah. Yeah, David Caruso. Very young David Caruso. Another one we got to do at some point, as far as an intersection for a lot of big names, mm-hmm. uh, we're going to have to do Fear and Loathing in Las wait, Vegas. Wait, wait, the first flashback here. Yeah. You see Rambo in a pit with a fucking Fu Manchu mustache getting shit. That was a handlebar. Don't Fu Manchu him. Oh, I'm sorry. With <laughs> that a was handlebar. a 70s porno handlebar I'm sorry, mustache. with a handlebar mustache. That's the mustache he had when he was making his porno back in the but day. But he was still in the pit wrapped in fucking punjies getting shit thrown on him, literally. Yeah. And this dick here is gone, man. He, yeah, he really pisses me off in this movie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's his job. Yeah. He's supposed to be a dick. We're ripping off the dog, ripping off the dog tags, and then we hear Rambo's full name for the first time. Mm-hmm. John J. Rambo. Actually, funny enough, I didn't know this was a Rambo movie when I first saw it. I watched it on, like, WGN one day. I was like, this is a long movie. Okay, check it out. And th- this is when I was got excited. Well, look at here. Oh, Charlie, here's a soldier. No, Harry. Old oh, Harry. Harry is a soldier. Because he's all... Rambo. John Jay as like, oh shit Rambo I didn't know this was a Rambo movie because you know you used, you have the image of Rambo with the bandana and all that shit it's like that's not Rambo okay <laughs> yeah but that's what makes it everybody feel so cathartic when he finally kills uh, Galt yes it does because he's a Galt is a dick he's a he's a he's even more of a dick he's than a Teasel. sociopath he's really. even more of a dick than Teasel yeah he's well he's definitely on the sociopathic end of things right yes exactly very much so and also uh, this next scene coming up is that well not this one. Uh, but there's actually a note about the filming of the scene where he does the thing with the hit him in the back, whatever. Yeah. There's actually a note about that. Like it's pretty crazy. Mm. And you see him; <laughs> they still try to they try to fingerprint him. He's off. not. He's, he's not not going for it. Like cooperating at all. Dude, God damn it! <laughs> so they arresting him for vagrancy. And they're trying to fingerprint him and yeah. throw him in jail, make him go see a judge. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's like it's so frustrating. Yeah. Watching this man, like fucking, like I didn't do shit, like fucking, like just because I didn't do what the fuck you wanted to do. Just because I wanted to eat in your town. Yeah, I just wanted to eat your town, and I was gonna go. Yep. I don't want to stay here. <laughs> I'm fuck? just passing through. Let I'm, me get some food. Just let me get some fucking food, man. I mean, I'm it's out. literally one of those things where if if the sheriff had literally given him a sandwich, he probably would have just kept going. And you know, spared this town millions of dollars in property damage, and also his deputies, you know, all get, they get injured, killed, get injured. No, well, yeah. Gold gets killed, and then he ends up got, yeah, one of them just killed, you know, at the end. Cause this scene here, where uh, Rambo's like stripping here in the jail cell, you, yeah. you get the you see the scars, the scars from uh, the torture. Back. Now, the actual scene itself, Stallone said he was doing this scene uh, where he gets whipped in the back, in the lower back by the you know the, the by uh, the baton, yeah. So, David Crusoe is standing behind him, you know, saying the line or whatever. And every time he got hit, David, uh, David Crusoe was like, you know, hey, Jesus, what the fuck is that? Or whatever, that little line. Mm-hmm. And he would do it perfectly each time, but the director kept telling him, do it again and do it again. And then finally, Stallone said, you know what? Hey, my back is on fire. And I just turned to him. I said, look, how many times are we going to do this? The kid said it perfectly. And apparently, the director said him in so many words, just shut up and do it again. <laughs> Uh, Stallone, being a director himself, did not appreciate that. No. Nope. So he actually went forward to the guy, pushed him back, 
Next thing he knows, he's being tackled by two security guards and pushed into that cell wall, which actually cracked his rib. Mm. But after some moments, they cooled down and everybody apologized and they just marched on. But yeah, uh, in several interviews, uh, Stallone talks about how difficult shoot this was. Yeah, well, especially this scene right here, too, because they're really hitting him with a fire hose. Yeah. I mean, that amount of pressure. That shit stings, bro. Yeah. Oh, shit. The razor. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's when it all goes triggers. bad. Like, look at, like, this triggers the movie. Just triggers. Yep. This is, this is, uh, this is the secondary inciting incident. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this shit here. Oh, God. You have another flashback of his time of being on. Yeah. Man. You're being put in a similar position by the video. Oh, and even here, Caruso has that like delivery. Yeah. About this shit here. How blind are you? <laughs> Can't you tell this yeah, guy's right, not yeah, right? Yeah. How blind are you? Can't you see this guy's crazy? Can't you see <laughs> shit. You have to see that. <laughs> He's just more, much more intense than he needs to yeah. be. <laughs> but yeah, just holding him back here. Just sharpening that damn razor, man. Yep. And I love this music. We, that's another thing we're talk about, the music by Jerry Goldsmith. The music pretty much becomes another character in this movie, bro. Yeah. Well, and it, it's one of the one of the few, I'd say, soundtracks from the 80s that managed to hold up pretty oh, solid. shit, bro. Now he even flipped the fuck out. He started whooping these deputies' asses. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially Galt. <laughs> bah! <laughs> you Broken son of a bitch. If anybody deserves it, it's fucking... Yeah. You actually see people in the other cells, see? <laughs> yeah, and they're like, all right, cool. What's up? And just, like, and keep in mind, you see the old school fighting style here. He's not doing kung fu. He's yeah. not doing wing chun. No, this is just straight up, like... Brawling. Yeah, brawling. It's, it's not even really MMA. I love this one here. Like, he kicks the dude and throws him in the goddamn thing. Boom! And yeah. Teaser comes in, drop kicks that motherfucker. Bitch. <laughs> 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 Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this is great! And of course, well, I think instead of looking through the window, I'm just going to open the door. Uh, uh, What's going on down there? Pushes this one sheriff through a goddamn window. He actually kicked the shit out of this dude right here. Yeah, that's a legit kick. Oh. oh, and another legit hit. You're going to see here in a second. Where he Love how he managed to yeah, steal to knife. find his knife boom. and grab it, and boom, legit broke this dude's nose. Yep. Yeah. 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 I saw him. Yeah, and he escapes here. But I love how they're just so lazy with like yeah. handling evidence and everything that the knife was still sitting on there for him to grab and just run with. Basically. <laughs> Snatch the two off the bike. I love this thing. Yeah, that was great. And then the dirt bike shit here is so cool. Yep. Solid. See all them Christmas trees, man. We got it. Look. Lights in the Christmas. Yeah. Dog. I think out dog. there with a rifle shooting in the middle of town. The Christmas thing Forget adds a mean, the, Christ, the Christmas thing adds a whole new perspective to this movie. It is a, like, it is a new level for yeah, sure. Like shit, I did not know this is a goddamn well, this is a Christmas movie for me now. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> for a, a December based Godfather pizza. You know how long oh, ago? Dude, forever. Ago. I used to love that fucking pizza. So I'm I, I I'm from a small town in Wyoming yeah. called Jackson. Yeah. And every time I watch this, I always imagined it was Jackson. Yeah, actually, in Montgomery, we had a uh, Godfather pizza next to Walmart for years. Mm. We went out of business, unfortunately, but the pizza was so goddamn good. Yeah, Godfather's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Back uh, in the day, anyway. I, don't know, I haven't been there for for a couple years. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, there's I don't, one in there's one in Hollywood, I think. Is it like off of Santa Monica? Could have sworn I saw one up there. No, but I, I haven't been or seen a Godfather in years. Been a minute. Yeah, and actually, most of the extras in that town were basically you know folks that were left unemployed because the, the, there's a mill that actually shut down 
uh, right recent, uh, very recently after before this movie actually came on, mm-hmm. and the townspeople were more than happy to fucking be extras in this shit. Like, fuck, you paying us? Cool. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> that's what's well, up, but that's, that's the thing too. When you get out of Los Angeles specifically, yeah, most places you go, if you tell people you're shooting a movie, they're excited to have you there. You know, they're gonna have some fun. They they want to be extras. They want to do that sort of thing. People in LA are so damn jaded. Like in New York. Yeah, well, it's because it's all the fucking time. Like, you yeah. never get a break from it. Oh, uh, they're filming another movie here? Oh, what is this? Is it going... Well, it gets even worse than that. Yeah. Like, if you work as a location manager, you have you mm-hmm. have problems with people purposely trying to screw you up. Yeah. So, like, they'll go out and they'll... Sorry, how oh, that car didn't just break an axle is beyond me. I, I, uh, I thought it actually, like, dragged part of the fucking the fence. fence with it. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I was going to say, like, they'll literally go out, and if they know you're shooting, like, in your neighborhood, mm-hmm. so, like, let's say they're shooting out in front of my house, yeah. people go in, and they'll turn up their music really loud, or go out in the garage and start doing work, make a shit ton of noise, so mm-hmm. the location manager has to come over and ask them to be quiet, they say no, mm-hmm. and then they eventually pay them, so they basically extort them to shut up. Actually, funny enough, uh, since we talked about that, there was actually a thing in uh, For Your Eyes Only, uh, the James Bond movie, where they do the whole thing with the... Eight eight two six zeros. Eight eight the the, uh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. climbing shit or whatever. Apparently, there's there's a monastery across the way that they didn't want the movie to be done. So what they did is they put all the laundry out and all that shit. <laughs> so just to mess it up. Just to mess it up. Yeah. So <laughs> we got another scene. Oh yeah, there's actually a little bit about this scene, like this special part coming up here. Now he has this stolen motorcycle. Right. Now okay, they're right here. Now the stunt man in this particular scene, this this is actually not supposed to happen. So the where car the truck, goes down, where the car rolls over. Yep, and boom, rolls over. That wasn't supposed to happen. The stunt man, all right. Yeah, looked like the, that. Was the, act, no, the that was actually Brian Dennehy in there. Oh, really? That was Brian Dennehy in that part. Yeah, but like uh, the one f- part where they do the the the, the, like, the jumps off of like the railroad tracks or whatever. Mm-hmm. Actually, a dude actually broke his neck uh, doing oh, that. Damn. The stunt man, yeah. Uh, apparently, yeah, he hit that seventy. It was hit that shit at like seventy miles per hour. Launched the car at a height, you know, hit the ramp or whatever, mm-hmm. and the vehicle slammed flat on the it slammed flat on his chassis and injured the neck of a dude named uh, Benny Dobbins. He was the uh, thing, and they actually rolled several feet on the ground. Before so he wasn't wasn't inside the car when he got his neck broke. It was the other guy? No, uh, the stuntman got his neck broke when he did the ramp. But, uh, oh, but okay. this thing when he would turn over, that was Brian Denny. Oh right, right, right. Yeah. You fire goes far as you're gonna go. <laughs> you know I, mean? I think you're wrong. Yeah. And also, Stallone here said, despite the fact that the temperatures and all shit was extremely cold, he only wore a tank top. He did not get sick because <laughs> he's somebody, running. No, no, because somebody will give him a shot of brandy before he shot. Oh, really? <laughs> so it warmed him up. Well, I was gonna say too. He's also running, and yeah. like that physical activity, that level of stuff he's doing, that'll keep you warm. I love this music here, man. Yeah, yeah, this is solid. <laughs> I love that shit. <laughs> and now, yeah, he got some little. By now, he's on this little site here trying to get whatever materials he can find. He's gathering whatever he can, foraging. Yeah. And he finds the fucking the one thing that he really don't need in this movie, the goddamn tarp. Yep. It's useful. Yeah. And apparently, this is actually a real piece of rotten car- carcass that they actually found. And, uh, yeah. Apparently, there's, there's only one piece of this. The whole thing, the one thing he wears throughout the whole movie is only one of them. They didn't, they didn't make multiples? No, they only wore one. Oh, that's one. great. He only wore one. And actually, he still has that to this day. He should. That's that's cinematic history right there. Yeah, he actually joked about the fact, oh, this is going to be a treasure trap one day. Uh, this is going to be a, a treasure prop one day. Oh, for sure. So he gave it. And he still has it, which is crazy. Well, I mean, this is literally the movie that launched a franchise that just won't go away. Yes. And we could get to we could get to the other other movies later and yeah. honestly they get 
campy and ridiculous really quick. Mm-hmm. But the thing that's so great about this is that there's there's literally no suspension of disbelief. Mm-hmm. They kept it so real, so so visceral that you can just watch it and just be like, oh crap, this is a crazy documentary almost. Like that, that, that is why I like this more than yeah. most the other Rambles because they 100%. Be, because they're basically like just violent cartoons. Yeah. Whereas this is like a legit movie. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I just got the piece of car. We got his knife. Yeah. Now we got to get in the woods. So, Ready to go rock and roll. That's crazy. They only had that one thing, though. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder how well that thing's aged. <laughs> I, wanted, I wanted to. I'm, uh, he, he's never shown pictures of it, but yeah, he still has it, apparently. It's got to be looking rough by now. I'm pretty sure it is. I'm sure he's got to put it under glass. Since, since 1981. It's got to be under glass. Yeah. There's no way. Yeah, man. It's almost 40 years old. Look at that shit. And had the dogs. Uh, like a billy goat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, this old actor here with the dogs. I, I, I kept saying, I know this dude. This dude's familiar. And I remember, um, <sighs> we were talking about The Incredible Hulk a little bit earlier. For the second pilot movie, uh, they actually did a, one called uh, Death in a Family. He plays this old dude uh, that <laughs> David Banner encounters. Who kind of com- He kind of becomes his friend throughout the adventure or whatever. And like he's like kind of old man or whatever, and then you hear him, uh, you hear him cussing like a motherfucker. And this one, this dog's on his ass. <laughs> <laughs> Go get this son of a bitch! Oh, he hurt my babies. <laughs> so yeah, he was different from the kind old man I saw with David Banner. No, oh, for sure. And actually, his character actually has an encounter with the Hulk. Apparently, he's like a. Eating, he's like eating like barbecue or whatever. They make something like a little makeshift bread, and the Hulk eats it and shit. He's like. And then the whole eats like entire chicken bone, like bones and all. And he just he, he actually stops and says, "Bones and all, he ate the whole thing." Bones <laughs> and all. Yeah, I don't know what it is. And he's drinking too, so he's like drinking, you know, old, right? All, kind of almost like an old prospector. He like looks at the fucking whiskey bottle, like you know, I don't know what it is about the moonlight, but it make you look kind of greenish. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's that guy. Yeah, and uh, he got the sheriff here with the fucking. You can tell they're just so inexperienced. I love, oh, I yeah. love. Uh, Mitchell, like, kind of boosting up Rambo or whatever. Like, you know, he went through us like he wasn't even there. <laughs> Are you sure we should be doing this? Yeah. Oh, this is so good, man. Yeah. Well, and then what? what's coming up here is he... Look at this, look at this shot, dude. <sighs> yeah, that's wide looking down. Jesus. Off Christ. the cliffs. All in Canada. <laughs> Canada's gorgeous, man, especially in BC. I think, I think part of it was like a national park, too. Yeah. That's steep, though. Yep. And he goes back, like, what's your other option? Wait for these motherfuckers to come get me? Well, all the stuff that he, he gets ready to do here in a minute with yeah. the uh, the guerrilla warfare and the booby traps and everything, like, yeah. the only thing that ever made me go, hmm, is how quickly he puts together some of those booby traps with the stakes and everything. Like, yeah. I can't imagine, at least for the time frame they're giving you in the film, he could put it together that quick. Yeah, I know. But... Yeah. Movie magic. Still solid. Movie magic. Movie magic. Movie magic. Oh, yeah. That's, a, that's, a, that's another thing we need to bring back. Folks, when something, happens in, when something happens in a movie that makes no fucking sense, movie, movie magic. magic. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, though. That's really him, too. See, this part, out of everything in here, stunt-wise, is probably the most ridiculous, scary stunt thing in the whole film. And that's him. Yeah. They actually, the director said 70 to 80% of the shit in this movie is him. Yeah. Well, so, I mean, that's one of the things about Stallone to begin with. Like... Yeah. He was probably one of, if not the first actor to do so much of his own stunts. Yeah. I mean, I guess I've heard, I heard Steve McQueen did a lot of stuff, motorcycles and stuff on his own. I heard Burt Reynolds did a lot of his own stuff. Really? I hadn't heard, I didn't know that about Well, that. like, you know, he made movies about stunt, man. He's taking stunts on movies. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, that's true. That Ho- makes sense. Hooper is a whole movie about stunts. Yeah. 
So, but I didn't realize he was doing them. Yeah, a lot of the stuff he yeah, a lot of stuff is him. Damn. Yeah. Look at that! Look, rock in the horror place, legit. What was that movie that used to be like? Damn, I'm in a tight spot. Remember the one? And <laughs> say it like over and over and over again. I'm trying to remember. It was like it was a comedic one. They're obviously making fun of. Damn, I'm in a tight spot. <laughs> That's what I'm thinking right now because he's looking. It sounds like, funny. Damn, yeah, I'm in a tight spot. I would remember some of that. I gotta look it up. I'll, yeah, I'll bring it up on the next one. With Galt with the fucking helicopter. Oh shit. Yeah. And of course, him with zero firearm safety. First, he's unbuckling, mm-hmm. shooting out of a helicopter. And second, he's shooting it at, at rock, at cliff. Yeah. How he doesn't end up with a ricochet is beyond me. Who said fire? Who said fire? <laughs> yeah. He, shut up and fly. Yeah, shut up. Hold it steady, goddammit. <laughs> I, I love when he comes back here. I swear, if you don't fly, this thing right. I swear to God, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's like, uh, okay. I think that direct, I think the uh, helicopter dude is like a stunt coordinator, or stunts or something. He's he's a, he's with the stunt department. I know that. <laughs> oh, that stunt! Oh, son, son of a, of a bitch! <laughs> <laughs> and he, this next scene here is going to be one of many injuries that Stallone gets through this movie. Oh yeah, yeah. This one's a borderline movie magic one. Yeah, borderline movie magic. Look, this motherfucker here. Yeah. Yeah. Hold her steady. Hold her steady. You see that tree? Mm-hmm. Uh huh, and jump. So this is yeah. a this is this, a stunt. Yeah, this, this is a three man stunt. That's yeah. one guy. Yeah. When he's falling, damn. That's not Stallone. Was that cables? Do you yeah. know how they did that? Yeah. When he get inside the train, that's another dude. Yeah. Yeah. That's another guy. This is Stallone. Yeah. The last little bit of it is Stallone. Yeah. And do, you, do you know, was it cables? How do they do that coming down off of there? Because that didn't look like they were doing uh, mm-hmm. uh, in front of a screen later. No, uh, apparently he broke one of his ribs. When he, this, this, this shot we just saw, he broke a rib. when he when Still he landed, undid? When he landed. I believe it. So with him screaming hard. in pain, that was real. Jesus. Yeah. And now he's being shot at by this asshole in a goddamn helicopter. Yeah. He just Don't worry, looking. though. <laughs> Even even with a ripped bicep, Rambo still got a hell of a throw. Yes, he does. Damn man. And like well, literally, like we're talking about use of force stuff. Yeah. This cop, there's no way in hell anyone would ever give him any kind of a break. Cause yeah. At this point, he had he doesn't have a weapon. He hasn't tried to hurt anybody. Yeah. I mean, in terms of like with a gun or something. So it's like this use of force is way beyond yeah. what would ever be appropriate. Apparently, they did. Porn. He's got a Henry repeat rifle. Oh uh, yeah, hit the fucking. <laughs> oh, there goes Gulp. Uh-oh. No! And this is the only person that gets killed in the movie, and it's an indirect kill. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and it was, it it was literally his, self-defense. Like, yeah, you can't really argue. And it's his own fault, too, because, in fact, he was not secure inside the helicopter. So, fucking, yep. what can you do? Body smoking. Mm-hmm. And you see him, you see this little scene here where he picks up the body. They actually did a great job of that because with all the internal injuries and everything breaking, then of course it'd be hot because you've got the blood and everything yeah. now exposed. And then he just he has a flashback nice, see his first dead body and God knows how long. Yeah. And they never really uh, give a closure to this that he, you know, takes the jacket and the gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it is kind of crazy he's never wearing the jacket because that's a hell, I mean, if it fits, it's a hell yeah. of a lot better than the tarp he's wearing. Maybe it doesn't yeah. fit. Actually, uh, he actually does, well, and, like, he has a rifle, but he never uses it. Yeah. 
Well, but that again, that makes him a more sympathetic character because he's not trying to kill anybody. In fact, even when he gets this next thing, when he he ends up hitting him with the booby traps, he doesn't kill him. Actually, I take that back. He does use the rifle, but we just don't see it because, like, when they do the whole thing where they're in the woods and they first see him and the scarecrow and all that good shit, he shoots back at them initially. Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. And he shoots yeah, that because yeah, yeah. he shoots the old man in the fucking leg. Yeah, and I guess he uses up that gun. Yeah, uh, this scene. This right scene here. right here, it's man. It's been parodied so many times. My favorite one, I'm going to get you, sucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but instead of, like, you know, fixing, like, a goddamn wound like this, he's fucking getting out a splinter. Yeah. <laughs> but he's doing all the, <laughs> just to get a splinter out. Look at that. Ugh. Look at that prosthesis, man. Yeah, they did a great job of that. Jesus. This is early '80s too. Look at the shit, blood, the blood. They did, out. and they didn't. They didn't overdo it. It's a right. It's a right time frame for like his his blood pumping from his heart. Jeez, so cool. Yeah, that's that's killer. Now sheriff see that they friend did. Now they're gonna blame Rambo because they don't know what was going on. They weren't around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then actually another thing that they didn't really point out: the helicopter pilot doesn't tell Teaser or uh, the other people that. It was, it was the goal was trying. The goal was trying to kill the guy, and that goal, you know, was not security sheet. Yeah, yeah. So you know, Rambo didn't like, like I said, did not directly kill Gaul. Well, and he's even out here right now trying to explain himself. I'm not, yeah, I didn't do anything. Yeah, I didn't do. Instead, anything. they're just threatening him. Yeah, and they just started to fucking shoot him. And one of them gets him, which this, him. which necessitates the use of the headband. Yeah, which also, as yeah. you said, they drew first blood, not me. Yeah. So, their fault. They shouldn't have, shouldn't have taken a shot. I mean, it was a headshot. They're lucky. He, I gave he's myself, lucky it I was legit, a grace. Yeah, I legit gave myself up. You said, fuck you. So, okay, it's on. Do you know who you're working with? Do you know who you're fucking with? <laughs> Apparently, no. Yeah, I love this shit here. Wait, another little piece of exposition here. We're talking about, we, we, ran a tele, we ran a little thing or whatever. John Rambo is a Green Beret. He's a war hero. <laughs> You know that doesn't matter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love this shit. Yeah. You you pick one hell of a guy to mess with, John Rambo, Rambo is a Green Beret. Yeah, being not that Green as soon, Beret. As soon as they say Green Beret, you can just see the fear in the sheriff's faces. It's like, oh shit. And look, even, even <laughs> Mitch is excited though. Look, there's something about I told that you. <laughs> yeah, I told you. Yeah. <laughs> this is pretty much what we say, man. You know what they what else they never really explains how quickly they essentially got down from on top of the cliff. Mm-hmm. Did they jump down like Rambo? Yeah, that was, that's hella quick. Now I think movie about, magic. Yeah, yeah, movie magic. That's hella quick though. Yeah, but now Teasel's ever more committed because in fact his friends are dead. Yep, and he start Teasel started this, so now he got to finish. Well, I don't even know if it's necessary that it's his friend, but it said it's it's one of the guys under his command. Well, well you know what I mean? this little, little speech he's about to give now. Oh, that's right. About, yeah. a friend. That's right. I forgot. This guy here. Green Rays, real badasses. <laughs> that actor, I, I don't remember his name, but that actor, I remember seeing him in like one of the Clint Eastwood, Any Which Way But Loose movies. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of them. <laughs> look, at, look at him, look at him. Let's go, boy. Come on, Mitch. Look at him. Me, he, me and him were friends when your mom was still cleaning your nose. And you, could pretty, you could pretty clearly see there was a, from some dub in there because he says yeah. ass. Listen, you listen good. I'm going to get that son of a bitch. <laughs> and when I do, I'm gonna pin that congressional monitor, uh, congressional medal of honor to his liver. I'm gonna do that with you or without you. What an asshole! Yeah, and now we see fucking Rambo getting the fucking punchy sticks ready. Like we're at war now, buddy. He's got camouflage on. He's got some uh, 
looks like some uh, some pine wood, some pine needles on his body, kind of additional camouflage. He's got the mud on the face, got the bandana now. He's a full war mode now. He's, he's doing the uh, the instant uh, ghillie suit. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, man! Look at this. And then the fucking yeah. sheriffs are so out of their goddamn depth. It's not even funny. Yeah. They all tired and like, shit. <laughs> even even later on when they bring in like a mm-hmm. whole fucking unit worth of <laughs> of National Guardsmen, it's like. Mm-hmm. You guys don't even know what you're starting in there. Exactly. <laughs> this year. Everybody's beating up Mitch. The war's out there. The war's out there, man. It's out there. They treated it like a fucking like, military movie. The war's out there, man. It's out there. I like how they all went back and got their little plastic covers for their hats. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. It does make them look like they're absolutely worthless yeah. and idiots. And which also, they would be in this situation. And also the little dub line that comes up here. We ain't hunting him. He's hunting us. Yeah. You know, we get our first the scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, see the dogs, sit the domans on. Now keep my yeah. those dogs go out, he shoots. See? Yeah. That's right, that's right. Shoots the old man. So Wings he killed he, so he killed the two dogs and shot the old man in the leg, so it was like three bullets left. And, they and these guys are panic firing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, let's dump a thirty round magazine. Everybody, everybody dump them. That'll make yeah. it easier. Dump them out, dump them out. <laughs> Got a gun, yeah. Now that you got, oh shit, yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> now the light, the lightning comes up and they see it's a scarecrow. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, where did he get that from? Because that's not that, that's not Goss jacket. No, he just found some stuff and made it. Movie magic. Movie magic. Movie magic. Black tarp. Okay, I like this. Like, Let's send the last dog. No, That'll yeah, work. Last dog. Because the first two work so and well. It, this, and it's so fucked up. You don't see it, but you hear it. You hear the dog. <laughs> You guys like, oh no, all my dogs. Man, he's out of bullets now. How you know that? Because the last thing that killed that dog was no damn bullet. <laughs> <laughs> or he's conserving ammo. Yeah, get to, which uh, is what he should do if he can. Yeah. The dog's gonna come right to him. Yeah. And look at his injured leg. So freaking like they decided to put a tourniquet on there. That would be indicative of what kind of wound is it like if it's yeah. like, if it's deep if it's a deep cut yes a tourniquet would be necessary but if it's like a flesh wound no well and it also depends it, on it, just, it, it depends just, on location too because outer yeah. thigh you could probably get away without it exactly. but inner thigh just for safety because you get that femoral depending on the severity of the wound it could, it could just use a pressure drill did you ever see that video of the guys um, they were, they they got hit by like a rubber bullet at uh, one of those uh, Antifa riots and they. Yeah. It was a it was a gray shot that it was a rubber bullet bounced mm-hmm. and like it was literally top of the flesh wound, but they're all freaking out because they don't know what they're doing. They started tourniqueting. <laughs> Why was it? Okay. It was, <laughs> dude, <laughs> the uh, number one thing I've learned is that you can buy medic caps mm-hmm. online and wear mm-hmm. them around and pretend to be all kinds of things. And folks, uh, just the reason, I, <laughs> the reason I started getting into that conversation because in fact I'm actually a former a hospital corpsman in the U.S. Navy, which means I have a, a basic uh, nursing experience. So, uh, yeah. He, he knows how to keep you from dying if you got shot on the battlefield. Basically, That's, I, <laughs> I know how to do that, yeah. so And he so, also knows when you don't need so, things. So sometimes when I do see this kind of shit in movies, I'm like, that that wasn't, like, well, I don't know if that was necessary <laughs> or not. Like, mm, that might not. You might not uh, have needed that. But, like, like I said, you, you don't really specify. All he knows is that he got shot. You don't yeah. specify if it was, like, it, it could have been. Like, been. It could have been. It could have been. If it was if it was a deed, yeah, for, for uh. Mm, although. Yeah. If it wasn't necessary, them being that ridiculous and going for it anyway um, is positive because now it, again, shows just how out of their depth they really are. So next thing you know, is, oh, man, he's gangrene and fucking has to lose a leg. Because <laughs> they're a bunch of idiots don't know what, the don't know what they're, they're doing. doing. Yeah, exactly. 
But yeah, I love this hit. It's the hunt. Mm-hmm. Like, the music gets real quiet. Like I love the music because like it just shifts. Well, it's because the the, the yeah. sound design mm-hmm. and the and the uh, the score complement each other perfectly. Yeah, and just like freaking like it just gets lower. Like just just to, just to build the tension, especially during yeah. the car chase. Because remember, it was big with plastic, yeah. and then once the car chase commenced, gone. Yeah, you just, you just heard the uh, sounds of the you know the motorcycle in the car. Well, and when they play with the sound that way, and they get get darker and, and quieter and things like this mm-hmm. it actually draws you in more exactly. right because like if you're watching this on tv you're hearing the big score earlier during the, the chase scene mm-hmm. you might not have been watching the tv okay rambo's chasing but as soon as it gets quiet it draws you back like what's going on is it still on oh, yeah. what's I, happening I, 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 I see, like you don't even see him but i can yeah. see i see him now because i've just seen it so many times yeah but you don't see him initially you step and there's rambo mm-hmm. god Right in the back of the thigh. Jesus Christ. So there goes David Caruso. That's a big blade to take in the thigh, too. Oh, my God, man. <laughs> Bubba the shit. shit. Yeah. It's Bubba. These motherfuckers are fucking dead meat, man. Yep. If he like, he could just take them all. If he wanted to, he could have killed them all. Yeah. He did in the novel. That's what I'm saying. He could have just left eight bodies in the forest. He could have. Yeah. He even says that. I could have killed all of you. I really could have. <laughs> Just back off. Let yeah. it go. Yeah, exactly. Walk away. Yeah, you get that second one. This one, this one is really cool too because you don't yeah. just so you see an upward shot. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You don't see him initially at first, but then he moves. Boom! There's Rambo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just taking him out. And how many <laughs> how many times has this shit been copied in like military movies since? Always. Oh my god! There's always a scene where like somebody got some bungee cord, some uh, punji sticks. Yeah, just making traps. And all this other shit, using camouflage, just taking out enemies left and right. Yeah. God. Yeah, this movie is so innovative in as many, many the one thing, ways. The one thing he doesn't do here that would have been, could have been interesting, right. would have been if he had um, started taking their, their rifles. Because yeah, he, he does leave them armed, even after he's... He takes at least up. one. That's true, he does take one. Punches, ugh. Oh, God. To the goddamn, ugh. Just low enough to miss his junk. Just low enough. <laughs> See... That's how you know Rambo's a good guy because he didn't take out the guy's balls. Yeah, I could, I could, I could have took your dick out, man. Yep. <laughs> I just well, anybody took out, taking everybody, dude. Mm-hmm. And the Jerry Goldsmith music going with this with all the sudden moments. Yeah. Oh, shit. Great stingers for sure. Yeah, man. But yeah. Help me, Will. <laughs> yeah. All, every time each one gets hurt, they all call for him. Well, yeah, because he's supposed to be like that, that father figure, the, the leader of the group. It's yeah, his right. fault they're out there anyway. It is definitely his fault that they're out there. And he's yeah. sitting there crying, like realizing what the fuck he's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, trying to keep, still <laughs> trying to keep going. Still trying to be going. But like, yeah, you fucking up your guys here, man. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Goes to look for Singleton. Singleton's strung up on a goddamn tree mm-hmm. with the cord. Ugh. Yep. You know, he could have taken any of their jackets if the other one didn't. Ah, here we go. <laughs> gotcha. I could have killed you. <laughs> I could have killed all of them. <laughs> so out there, you're the law. Let it go. Out here, Walk away. <laughs> Don't push it. Don't push it. I'll give you a war you won't believe. <laughs> Let it go. I love how he uses the knife to pull his face forward. Let it go. <laughs> and he got that nice impression from where the knife was pushed up against him. And now he's just sitting there crying like a little bitch. Like, you started this war. Yep. 
Should have let it go. You should let I should have given him a damn sandwich. Yeah, I should give him a damn sandwich. If I have just, just gotten him a hot dog, yeah. this would all be over. <laughs> and there's actually a bunch of additional scenes here that are not shown in the theatrical cut here. That they, they, they show up on like uh, special features and they show Directors up like cuts. They're just cutting certain like uh, TV edits and shit. Like this here, the helicopter coming down, that's them bringing Galt's body. Yeah. And uh, the other. Uh, Deputies and shit like when the ambulances, yeah. So yeah. I do have to say, I mean, knowing the little bit that I know about how the National Guard works and everything, they yeah. mobilize quickly. Yeah. It, <laughs> they got a whole bunch yeah. of people out in the middle of nowhere. And then like, like uh, they never really specified this dude's name. This, this uh, cop that comes up here, like, fuck it. but uh, apparently his name is Kern. Oh yeah, the uh, the uh, the the state trooper or whatever. The state trooper, yeah, yeah. He's another. You look like hell, man. Yeah, <laughs> he's another one of those uh, Clint Eastwood veterans. He's one of them dudes from Any Which Way Blues. I do remember that. Yeah, I think he was in the Outlaw Josie Wales too. Yeah, yeah. He's got a rough, rough face, rough demeanor. He looks good. Yeah, he's, he's great casting for this part. Exactly. So look at this shit. Like fucking like, uh, <laughs> tell me, man, you look like hell. You about to kill up? Why don't you go home? We got this. <laughs> This is my jurisdiction. You get out of here. I've made a mess. I'm going to keep making a mess. Exactly. <laughs> I want to hear your poor shit about jurisdiction. I love this reporter here. He's talking about like uh, the uh, sheriff's only their skills in law enforcement. Violence, kept, them, <laughs> kept them alive. Yeah. Bullshit. The typical crap line that you throw out there. Bullshit, sir. <laughs> it was only. It was only the. Um, the good graces of Ron Rambo, Rambo that allowed them to live. Yes. Yeah, he's in it right now. Yeah, yeah. Right <laughs> what training? What? What training? Yeah, they're tourniqueting someone who probably didn't need to be tourniqueted. Yeah, and then they're getting the yeah. living shit beat out of them. And now they fucking dude with the broken nose got the raccoon eyes now. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> spit it out, goddamn it! Uh, I was talking to Mitch and uh, some of the guys were kind of gruff on. Them. That doesn't matter. We can beat the shit out of anyone who's in our custody. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> Asshole. Assholes. Yeah. 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 You current says asshole. He's like, that don't make no damn difference. You know it. Yeah. But if the deputy, if the deputy gets out of line, he comes to me. The bullshit. You in on it, man? That's exactly right. <laughs> you caught him doing it to him earlier, and you came down and were yeah. on board with it. Uh, he comes uh, after this. Here comes another interesting goddamn character. Yep. Whatever, Princess John. God in heaven to make a man like John Rambo. God didn't make Rambo. I did. I made him. <laughs> Colonel Sam Troutman, played by Richard Crown. Now, is there, let me let me ask yeah, you this. Yeah, go ahead. This is one of the ones I always thought about. Yeah. I'm not sure about the way he's wearing his bra. I'm gonna get to that. <laughs> I'm gonna get to. That. I'm gonna get to. I that. mean, I've I've seen it done. <laughs> From what I was told is proper multiple times, but yeah. I don't remember seeing that as a proper. Now, in terms of, uh, terms of Sam Troutman, there are actually several choices for Sam Troutman. <laughs> and the first ones were Jackie Mason, Milton Berle, and Charles Nelson Riley. And of course, Sylvester Stallone said, fuck no to all those choices. Here's the thing that I got to say, yeah. too, about this. So, yeah. I mean, just from what I've seen to know. So, if yeah. he's still going around as a colonel yeah. in the special operations. Yeah. He is way too out of shape for what he should be. And, and his age, too. He should, honestly, he should be probably a one or two-star general if he's still in the military. If he's still also, uh, Lee Marvin was offered this role, too, but he turned it down because he didn't want to play colonel. Yeah. Lee Marvin would have been interesting casting. And another person that Stallone wanted to do it, Burt Reynolds. He wanted Burt, Burt Reynolds, Reynolds would have killed it. Yeah, Burt, he wanted Burt Reynolds to play Travis. But like uh, he said, like... Uh, but Burt he, wants to be a lead, right? No, no. He, he 
Stallone himself felt that Burt would have felt that he was too big a star to do this shit. Yeah. Burt Reynolds yeah. would have I mean, don't get me yeah. wrong. I yeah. still like this. Yeah. It's yeah. just a movie yeah. magic. But I love this this speech here. Like, building up Rambo. Uh, like, this is a term that I have for certain people in movies, Mr. Exposition. Yeah. Fucking Troutman is Mr. Exposition. So, the way, the way that we always described it yeah. in film school with Tom was Tom always called it um, Morris the Explainer. Yeah. So it's like he was always going on and on about don't use Morris the Explainer. I, I, I borrowed Mr. Exposition from uh, from Animaniacs. Oh, that's Square. great. Oh, so yeah, that's right. Somebody was doing that same shit in the scheme. She was like, thank you, Mr. Exposition. This is a great hunting scene. And this is really the only thing that Rambo directly kills in this whole movie. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, in the movie because the way they edited and they changed from the, the It's the only story. thing he directly kills, so he killed the damn boar, pretty much. want to get some beef. <laughs> Now, uh, the actual first and real choice for Colonel Troutman that didn't work out, Kirk Douglas. That would have been killer. They actually casted him. He was actually there practicing. He was so old, though. He should have made him a general. Yeah, well, let me get to that. But uh, Kirk Douglas, like, he actually showed up the day before. He was supposed to start shooting. He came to the set and basically showed the director and Sylvester Stallone and the producers his notes. Oh. So his notes were, in his vision of what how the movie should have ended, and this is Kirk Douglas. I'm going to do a Kirk Douglas impression. So. The plan is to, to include Kirk Douglas. Oh, no, actually, I'm going to do a Stallone. I'll just, it's Stallone's okay. words. All right. <laughs> the plan was to include Kirk Douglas snowball and something I didn't expect. He said to me, and now I'm doing a Kirk Douglas impression. Here's what I want to do. At the end of the movie, I should kill you. The audience sees a cop car driving away, and as it disappears in the fog, a hand reaches out to the rearview mirror. The camera turns, and we see me. Only turns a little slightly higher. I'm wearing your head, man. <laughs> so they all said no. <laughs> I gotta say, that was a little closer to a Busey than a Douglas, but yeah. I still appreciate it. My only, my only thing... Oh, I like this line here. 200 million against your guys alone. You read that many, don't think you one thing. A good supply of body bags. <laughs> Love that line. You know, of course, they try to get Troutman to trap him now. Yeah. But, uh, but my only uh, Kurt Douglas impression actually comes from uh, Maurice LaMarche. He's oh. doing like Animaniacs. <laughs> yeah. It's also extreme. Let's rock and roll. What is one was them? Do, actually, since we mentioned Burt Reynolds, there's one where they did like Spartacus and the Bandit. Oh yeah, that was a good one. Yeah, well, like it was uh, Spartacus on is uh, yeah Tony Curtis and Spartacus on the cross or whatever, and then he's being hunted down by Buford T. Buford T. Justice. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like on the cross, like hey, let's rock and roll. Ding 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 ding. He's jumping on the cross. Man, I want pulled pork right now. Yeah. Well, you got some pulled pork here. It, looks, it actually looks good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, he's also, there's another one where like an uh, uh, Australian actor was doing a Kirk Douglas impression playing Crocodile Gundy. He's playing Gandhi. And he's like, the day for talk is ended. I'm going to fill your bellies with what? <laughs> 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 There's also another one on Tiny Toons where he did Kirk Douglas. He was doing like a, the 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea Kirk Douglas. And he's like, a, these cameos make me want to puke. <laughs> <laughs> and Danny Carvey does a really good one. Sounds the same thing. Like a, it's, They're doing a, like one of those AFI honors Kirk Douglas type deals. And Danny yeah. Carvey was there because they did a movie together. And uh, he's like, they're doing something. With, apparently there's a train scene in the movie they did. And Danny Carver was like, this is this is my advice from Kurt Douglas. Keep your stance wide and stay low. <laughs> that way you won't fall off the train. <laughs> so, but yeah, Kurt Douglas showed them their notes. They said no. 
Yeah. He promptly called his agent and left that day. Richard Crenna was obviously a last-minute replacement. He did good. They did. He did good. So they called him. He was like, hey, man, we need you down here. We're shooting this movie. Can you get down here? Yeah, sure. Uh, he came in a plane and from L.A. that day. He was filming that night. That quick. That's why. Oh, but like my thing, going back to what you're saying, like how he looks and how he presents himself, and even how, how, he, how, even how he fucking does the Where's military dress. Where's the beret? Yeah, uh, Richard Crenna, um, I just does not give off that green beret vibe at all. Because yeah. he's talking about I'm the dude that trained Rambo. Like really? You're the yeah. dude. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm just one. Of, I'm one of them crazy people. Where I'm the opinion where a, a badass. Should okay. train a badass. I couldn't tell for sure. For a, for a second, I thought maybe they didn't have the special forces insignia on his beret. So I was I was double checking. I was doing a double take. I was like, shit, is that Captain's bars? Yeah, because <laughs> I was really gonna yeah. have to hammer. But yeah, they using the using Troutman on the radio. He's doing the old call signs from Vietnam. You yeah. know, could be a leader. Call him Raven. Come here, Raven. And he yeah. finally answers. They're all gone, sir. <laughs> oh, it's it. It's Rambo. <laughs> okay, let's all listen. Rambo, Rambo, <laughs> goddamn, where are you? There's actually an extra scene here in this particular scene mm-hmm. uh, where Rambo's still in that damn cave. He's laying there eating the pulled pork and shit. He has a flashback of Vietnam. He's like fucking, uh, he's literally fucking some like a Vietnamese chicken like a hotel. Very psychedelic looking hotel. And he's thinking about that and smiling and crying. Because mm-hmm. like, that's gone. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it would have been the only female nudity in the movie. But yeah, they cut it. They filmed it, but they cut it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also another alternative. Actually, there's, yeah. not, there's almost no women in this film. No, and also another. There's, ultra- there's the, the the teammate who we lost at the beginning, and yeah. her daughter, right? The wife and the daughter. Yeah. And aside from that, it's extras, basically, and none of them have any significant dialogue or nothing like that. Yeah. Just that beginning. Yeah, but yeah, I was gonna say another alternative where we talked about the uh, stitch up scene. The Canadian alternative is him checking the gun. Hmm. So. They didn't want them to watch it in Canada. Watch him stitch himself shut. It is Canada. It's too too manly. Oh man. A. They are no civilians. Sir. Yeah, they are no civilians, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that, sir. <laughs> they drew first blood, not me. Exactly. Well, Rambo can't have you wasting uh, friendly civilians. There are no friendly civilians, sir. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, another thing that I didn't really mention apparently, there was a truck of 50 plus uh, firearms imported into Canada for this movie and it was stolen. Well, I guess there's some Canadians up there. Who- Wish they had been on the other side of the border. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I love that. There would be no problem if it wasn't for that King shit comedy. Everybody looks at him. Like, yeah, it's your fault. They drew first blood, not me. Let me come in here and fly you out of there. They drew first blood. <laughs> it's on now, motherfucker. And again, too, like, it'd be so easy to ham this shit up, but he's he's doing this slow burn. Yes. Even when he's getting intense, he's not, he's not, for lack of a better word, he's not blowing his wad right away. Like, yeah. it, it, it's this nice slow burn, so when you get to that mm-hmm. final scene and you have that explosion of emotion, yeah. it's cathartic and fantastic. Look at him, he thinks, he, like, he thinks he's won. Like, yeah, we got him now. Yeah, we got him. Yeah, we triangulated because the last time we found him, it worked out great. Yeah. I love, <laughs> I, but we, one line we missed before he actually started the thing was the whole, like, uh, like set him up for you. It's like feeding the pigeons to the cat. <laughs> like, yeah, he's like, God damn it. Right, here comes the National Guard. And look, and here's, a, here's an important note in far, as far as reality check. Yeah. There's, I think, 
three, I know for sure two, National Guard Special Operations units. Mm-hmm. So, like, for example, I think Utah out in Camp Williams is where one of them was. So if this was happening in Utah or somewhere close, you might be putting people together who are going to go head-to-head that have similar or the same training. Mm-hmm. This is supposed to be middle of nowhere, Washington, and at least what we're getting from this, none of these guys mm-hmm. are even remotely close to a ranger or, mm-hmm. or a Green Beret. You just got a bunch of... Dudes that weren't working. I don't like, even know if any of these guys are, yeah. are, are 11 Bravo, man. No. Like, and while he's looking for him, he's right there. The they walk right, right over. Right, right past him. He's like right by, right on the riverbed. That had to be so fucking cold. Oh, my God. I love the music. <laughs> yeah, no, it's killer. Yeah. And the kid finds him. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's right. He does have the M16 right here. Yeah, exactly. Dumbass kid. Like, I'll let you live, motherfucker. You gonna snitch me out? Like, this shit here, yeah. He got the knife on him. You see, there's still some compassion in him. He's not a complete... Yeah, he's, not a, he's not a bad guy. He's not a complete animal, man. It's just fucking like, you just picked the wrong dude right now. Yeah. <laughs> see, I saved your life. And you snitched me out. Yep. Pop! But that's literally that's literally the exact same thing that happened in uh, Lone Survivor Operation Red Wing. Yeah. They didn't kill those two kids, and then... They snitched them out. Yep. And here comes the National Guard. No, I was doing a different theme for the National Guard. But I like this. And the National Guard's panic firing as well. Yes, they are. And this is another one of those serious injuries. It's right here when he goes into the mine. Yeah. Like you'll notice that it's actually a squib that goes off on a piece of wood. Yeah. Right here. Yeah. That fucked him up for real. What happened? Uh, apparently, uh... They hit him in the eyes? No, hit him in his thumb. Oh. So, uh, yeah, well, he's firing that... He places his hand on a piece of wood, not realizing the hand is on top of a squib that goes off just a second and injures his hand. Did he get burned? They mentioned, uh, he said, Stallone said the pain was so intense that he was afraid to look at his hand because he thought his hand got blown off. His thumb got blown off. Well, because, I mean, it's literally like a little pack of gunpowder. Jesus. It's basically like putting your hand on top of an M80. Yeah, you know, he's out of bullets now. He's in a cage, he's in a cage, surrounded by these people. Yeah, he's all dickholes. <laughs> you got all these, got all these jokes about how all these guys are like, "This isn't my weekend." I oh, yeah. crazy fact here, except for this dude here, Clinton Morgan. Mm-hmm. All the other dudes here, when he calls them by name, that's their real names. It's screwed up, Clinton. Ain't going in there. The, the dude, the dude laying back there, yeah. that's laying down. He kind of looks like that dude from um, from Die Hard. That says, uh, hey, we, we got a problem down here. I need you to turn off grid 482. Oh, oh, yeah. It looks like him, but it's not him. I know. I'm going to say, it looked very, very similar. Yeah. You know, the only one that actually has a name here is Clinton here. Yeah. Everybody else is, like, using their real names. All right, Rambo, Lieutenant Clinton Morgan. The actual, the actual <laughs> actor's name is uh, Patrick Stack. Patrick Stack. Yeah. Lieutenant Clay. I like how he's even talking <laughs> out the side of his mouth. Clinton Clay Morgan. Yeah. <laughs> and he even says he's he's not a fucking soldier. He's a dude that works at the fucking drugstore. Yeah. And he actually pulls out the fucking rocket launcher. <laughs> so it goes at him with a fucking RPG. Oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> pull out the rocket launcher. Yeah. This is, he, of course he shoots the gun. This guy's a killer. Like, I, uh, like, I'm in fighting. charge. I said, let's shoot at him. <laughs> no, let's shoot a rocket at him. <laughs> right, let me go out the way first. <laughs> let me I don't want to get any of that blowback. And this dude here with the fucking glasses and the porn stash. It's just a fucking <laughs> RPG in the cave. 
nice little explosion on it. That's a good practical. Yes, it is. A lot and, of they're, fire too. and they're all happy and excited. Woo, get that man a cigar. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye. <laughs> that might be the best line reading in the whole movie. Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah, he's so happy. Close, close runner up. Give that man a cigar. Bullseye. <laughs> so That's the name of this episode. Bullseye. Bullseye. Okay, this is a bullseye. I did that. Bullseye. I was going to suggest that or a good supply of body bags. Yeah, but I think bullseye. Yeah, bullseye. <laughs> Bullseye's just got a lot more. Yeah. <laughs> well, and it's nice too because you got that additional connotation to it because this, as far as an action film goes, it yeah. was a fucking bullseye. It was a like bullseye. no question. Yeah. This shit here, man. They're so happy. Mm-hmm. Idiots. He's <laughs> a goddamn idiots. They'll take a picture. Maybe we can get in Soldier of Fortune. Soldier of Fortune? <laughs> They're doing their own stupid version of, of the, uh, the, the flag uh, raising uh, on uh, Mount uh, Suribachi. Yeah. So stupid. Get out of here, you idiots. <laughs> Dumbasses. <laughs> They're shooting at us. What did you want? Yeah. Fine, I want to go back to the drugstore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, also, a couple quick. Yeah, there's really not that much dialogue here. All of this, all of this is basically Teasel getting Clinton's ass for killing Rambo. Like, fuck it. Like, you made this mess. Clean it up, Clint. That kind of shit. You're gonna be here all day. <laughs> exactly. Well, you better get started, Clinton. <laughs> yeah, but basically, Stallone did like seven revisions of the script himself. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, they asked. He asked for three point five million dollars to do the role. Uh, the producer said they can only give him two. And an additional 1.5 will be made up through television sales, which actually happened. Yeah. Uh, and also, in reality, uh, because of uh, Sylvester Stallone playing Rambo, Stallone was actually born in uh, 1946, which actually, actually makes him a little too old for draft age, to be drafted in the Vietnam War. Anyway. Right. Uh, and also, his facial paralysis would have precluded him from doing it. The, he has the, facial paralysis? Stop. <laughs> stop it. <laughs> That's mean. That was mean. That wasn't mean. That was mean. That was hilarious. That was fucking mean. <laughs> but yeah, that would have that would stopped him from uh, joining them. That's a weird one though. That that would be what would stop him. Yeah. Basically. I mean, like, like, I, like, I, I wasn't allowed to join because of my my whole diabetic thing. So it's like I get that shit. Like that makes sense. Yeah. But like, just because you talk weird and you're like you know kind of like the other side of your mouth like Bill Murray and Caddyshack. Yeah. Like. That doesn't affect anything else that you can do. Well, it does kind of affect his voice and does make it lower. He tends to mumble sometimes. So? I mean, you're telling me there's nothing he could do with, like, that weird I think you might need. Draw? I think you might need clear, concise uh, orders when you're out in the field. He could so. totally work supply. I still think I could have worked supply. Yeah, look, 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 look. Teasel's kind of bragging about this shit. Yeah. The best man lost. And he don't in like your face. it. Yeah, in your face. Yeah, in your face. Okay. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but Rambo's still alive, and also this is another <coughs> this is another indication of uh, how much three point five million dollars was in eighty four. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Stallone is claustrophobic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So this whole shit now, this whole sequence well, you see with him in the cave. Let me just say yeah. three point five million for me today. I'm I'm still in that cave. I'll me too. Me for, too. I'll yeah. go for a year if we need to. For three point five. I got you. Shit, I'll live in there. Yeah. 
This motherfucker. Yeah, he's, Dude, I'd live in there for a year if it was a million bucks. How, I don't I, even need three. And you see how conflicted Teasel is here. Because yeah. the fact, like, yeah, he's kind of happy that Rambo did, but he also mad because the fact he wasn't the one that did it. He didn't yeah. finish. It, he, he wanted to be him. Yeah, That's it, what it was all yeah, about. Yeah, it was unfinished business. He wanted to be the one to stop Rambo. And then, I love this shot here. Very quietly, Richard Crenner just kind of looks at the scene, but then he looks at fucking the whole scale well, of he's it. He's getting a, getting a total idea as to, okay, what does this place look like? Is it survivable? And he just looks at her like, yeah, yep. yeah, I think he's still good. There's a way out. <laughs> and yeah, you don't say nothing. Just kind of, hmm. <laughs> well, and it was like he said before, like, back off, let it go. You'll probably pick him up at a car wash in a couple of weeks or a month or two. Like, that's the way to go. Nobody else has to get hurt. But no, I'm not going to pick him up. In a, I'm not going to just let him go and hope I pick him up in goddamn Seattle. <laughs> of course, Teasel being the ego, egotist that he is. Yeah, he just can't that's the whole point. It's just, it's all about his egotism. Yeah, he just won't let it go. So this whole thing's got to be a soundstage. Yeah. Yeah, so I mean, that's not that bad for claustrophobia. It's a soundstage. There's a way out. Still, that's crazy, though. Yeah. It's all wet and damp and shit. Like, ugh. This is one of the few times in the yeah. whole movie where you don't see his breath. Yeah. And also, uh, towards the end, the director purposefully made it harder than it needed to be in terms of him getting out. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, look at this shit. Like, fucking kind of opened up his stitches a little bit because, you know, yeah. it fell. But gotta keep going. He's in this cave, man. Find a way look, out. And look at look at him, just dejected. I love this comb over. Yeah, that's my favorite comb over the whole film. No, but just like you know, like he just so pissed off that he didn't get to take him out himself. But did you see the comb over? Yeah, I did see the comb over. Okay. I saw the guy. <laughs> that was epic. It was six strands of hair. I was, I was going to acknowledge the comb over, but yeah, I was, I was, I I, I was, actually, I was actually getting into the character of Teasel first, but then I was like, yeah. but yeah, oh yeah, the little guy with the comb over, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I did see the comb over. So, Dude, that uh, was an epic comb Guys, over. look for a guy with a little, little sheriff guy with a comb over in the, the particular when, when Sheriff Teasel comes back from thinking he killed Rambo, but he didn't. Which I was actually trying to explain before somebody interrupted me about the little guy in the comb over. Hey, it was important. Was it? Yes. <laughs> okay. How many how many epic comb overs have you ever seen in the film? One. That one. It's a, oh shit. Oh. Were you gonna say uh, American uh, Hustle? That uh, was a pretty epic comb over. Uh, Kingpin. Oh shit, that's right. I forgot the Kingpin <laughs> one. Kingpin, Kingpin yeah. was pretty epic. <laughs> oh yeah. Ugh. Oh god. Get okay. Okay. Ugh. You love rats, don't you? Oh, God, I hate rats. Oh, if I had to choose between rats and bats, I'd probably... Oh, oh on his back. Oh, God. Well, because you can, you, can, you can live... You, there's a uh, lot more stuff that'll kill you from a bat than'll kill you from a rat. Oh, God. Besides COVID, right? So, oh, shit, man. I'm, I'm, a, I'm sorry, folks. I'm a grown-ass man, 30, 30 <laughs> plus years old, and this shit still gives me the fucking heebie-jeebies. I hate rats. Ugh. That's why I can't watch the witches. Yeah, but the nice thing about about that for him is that running into rats means he's got to be close to a way out. There's got to be there's got to be a way to survive. Yeah, you heard me. That's why I can't watch that Angelica Houston movie, The Witches. Oh yeah, yeah. I can't watch that shit. And I love Angelica Houston. I just can't watch that. Movie. I wonder how much of the tarp is left because he was supposed to be slicing it. And he, they put it all in his hands with the fire. Like damn, brute. You a brute, dude. It's true. Yeah, like yeah, he's still going in that goddamn cave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go, go, go. Go, go, go. Mine. Your way yeah. yeah. And now we're going to see the, I think we're going next to the scene with uh, Teasel and Trevor. In the bar. Yeah. Yep. Actually, in the, the extra scenes, the deleted scenes, is actually just more of him 
more of this scene both ways. Him, it shows him coming in, people like greeting him, like, "Hey, congratulations!" Like, yeah, whatever, yeah. Like, that kind of shit. And then they sit down here and have a talk. And at the very end, uh, Teasel actually off, uh, offers his hand, offers to take him to the airport. Or whatever. He's like, "No, nah, I'm good." And he still smug as a motherfucker says, "Well, mm-hmm. I can't, Colonel, I can't really say it's been a pleasure to see you." Yep. He's like, "All right, well," and they, but he, but he shakes his hand. And then another little Richard Crenna moment. He had, he still knows Rambo's still alive, so he just sitting this little brandy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's gonna get you. I do have to say I love Teasel's jacket. I love this conversation too. Like fucking like talking about like fucking like you, you feel cheated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah, I want to kill that son of a bitch. I want to kill him so bad I can taste it. It doesn't sit well with that badge. Mm-hmm. No, it doesn't. Does it? Kind of giving a peek to just what a twisted department this this Mr. Teasel was running anyway. Exactly. I mean, no wonder that uh, that Galt was such a piece of shit. Yeah, now fucking like you get this big piece of embarrassment. Like fucking you caused God knows how many man hours and damage and all this mm-hmm. other shit. And it's unsolved. It's unjustified. Like fucking like I yep. didn't get my... Well, I love, the, I love yeah. the line, killed for vagrancy in jerkwater USA. Yeah, exactly. Fucking... Like you didn't, yeah, you didn't get your, you didn't get your glory. Yep. This was your battle. You didn't get your glory. So now he's pissed off. Like, what would you, what would you have done? Like, I would have kissed him. You would have kissed him and give him this slap of kiss, or whatever. Or you blow his goddamn brains out. Guess we're never gonna know now. Like, yeah, but, but he still knows. Like, well, I guess we'll never know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I know the motherfucker's still alive. <laughs> 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 I love it. But like, I wouldn't know that until I see him face to face. I guess we'll never know now, will we? Now. <laughs> I never said he was dead, did I? Exactly. <laughs> Actually, an- another thing uh, that we didn't really go into real quick. Uh, if you look in Teasel's office when he was in that scene, dejected or whatever, he has his Korean medals in the back. Yeah. Uh, I think one of them is a, he has a Silver Star, a Purple Heart, and the Army's Distinguished Service Cross. Hmm. So. It's not a bad little fruit salad. No, it's not. And now <laughs> Rambo's finally free. Like, oh, I can see my, my torches we see light. living in the wind. Oh, we see light. But see, this is that whole thing, too. It's, it goes back to, again, yeah. them pissing him off and screwing with him. Because yeah. otherwise, he could have just left. He made it. Yeah. They yeah. pushed him too far. He, he made it, bro. I love this music. Because it's so, it's, it gets real triumphant. You, know? yep. you can't stop him. You really can't. And then, like, see, like I said, here, coming up, the director specifically orders Stallone... To get out of the shaft here using only his arms, not his feet. See here? Oh, how he's, how he's out. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. It makes no sense whatsoever. But fucking like, apparently he wanted to be just look tougher. It does look tougher, but it also looks dumber. Exactly. A real model in the military, folks, is work smarter, not harder. But how often does that actually happen? Because I've heard lots of stories about how you could work smarter, but instead of they're making you work, work, work dumber. There's one of one of the best videos I've ever seen. Yeah. Some some poor uh, like corporal or something. Yeah. They're moving sandbags from from one spot forty feet somewhere else. They go up to and they go, "Hey, where are you going?" He's like, "I'm moving. What am I doing? I'm moving sandbags ten feet that way." He goes, "Do you know why you're doing? It? Like, why are you doing that?" He's like, "Does it look like I know?" <laughs> He's just like totally over. He's like, "That's the hell part, this? that's partly why I'm not in the service anymore." <laughs> It's like, like, I don't know. Because we was too fucking told they, to would, do it. they would tell you to do stupid shit like that. Like, <laughs> I can't do that no more. And I, Rambo's in the truck. He's in the fucking, you know. Uh, get out. Get out. <laughs> no, 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 no. Like, what's in the back first? M60. Which I just fired recently in Las Vegas. 
That's that fine, isn't that it? That shit is heavy duty, bro. Dude. It's heavy. Like, I have so much salute now for Sylvester Stallone because he had to lug that thing around and run with that Dude, shit. I have so much fucking salute for the guys that carry it into combat. Jesus. That fucking thing is, it's a pain in the ass. It's a beast. It's a, it's, it's not supposed to be like handheld weapon, folks. No. It's supposed to be oh, yeah. I mean, the shooting of that's a whole other thing. Yeah, it's supposed to be mounted when you I use mean, it. even even with the blanks and everything else I put in there, that's still. It's still supposed to be mounted. It's a heavy duty weapon. Yeah. But yeah, they kicked the guy out, uh, Robert A. Well, there's a, there's a reason why when you see it out in combat, it runs around with a bipod or a tripod. Exactly. And then yeah, the guy the guy with the fucking broken nose and the fucking hey, At raccoon. least the raccoon eyes are going a little better. Yeah. But then, like, uh-oh, somebody pulled the plug too soon. That guy Rambo, he's still out there. <laughs> I like the one cop passed out next to the radio. It's the it's comb over guy. It's what? It's the comb over guy. Oh yeah, that's right, comb over. Yeah, I see. But, but now it goes in. Hey, it's Rambo. He's still alive. What? Uh oh. Uh oh. Are you sure? He gets up slowly. Oh shit. This, this ain't over. <laughs> this ain't over at all. <laughs> yeah, a little bit of rest. Now, nope. Apparently, I pissed him off. Now it's game time. <laughs> now the cops coming after him like fucking just going. I like this little. So very simple chase with a fucking. Mm-hmm. Military vehicle and a gun. And With a some, deuce and a half. Yeah, exactly. And some fucking cop cars. <laughs> and yeah, they have no chance. Well, I was going to say, that, that deuce and a half, that, that doesn't that doesn't drive very nice. It doesn't drive very nice, but it's a heavy-duty <laughs> fucking vehicle. Yeah, I mean, you can take it a lot of places, but for a chase sequence. Yeah. It works, it works here. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> You're not going up against me, buddy. Yeah. Especially, I'm crazed right now. I'm in full. I see red, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, why don't you come up next to me? This will work out. Yeah, come on, do that. Yeah, pull up here. Yeah, you won't. I'll wave to you. We'll say hi. Yeah, won't you do that? You piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guns! You're gonna shoot at me? Well, that's great. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, uh, oh, oh, get the guns. What mm-hmm. revolvers? Oh shit! Oh, this is where he. Do, I think he's another car, right? He, oh, he runs. The, he runs. He runs, the, he runs the, it into another. He runs the cop car into another. Yeah, he runs oh, it into another right, car. That's right. Yes, he does. Yep. Put accelerate that shit. Boom. And what was our stunt? Come on, stunt. It's coming right here. It's we got some fish tailing going. We really building up this stunt. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Rambo still going? Like, yeah, we go. There's the other car. Bitch. <laughs> Boom. Later. Head on. Boom! <laughs> I love Thanks. how just hitting a car on the side of the road went to an explosion. Exactly. <laughs> I love this scene here. With the music. Oh, yeah. Well, he busts. You know, it's getting serious. When the music when uh, the music just hits this crescendo when he busts through, it's really mm-hmm. good. You see the cops coming in. Like, come on, man. Y'all... Y'all pulled up fucking cops like stopping this motherfucker. Seriously. And boom! How that stunt driver kept that truck The music, the music hits though. And he's back on, he's back on his way to hope. Can't stop him. Yeah. I love this military vehicle just nonchalantly driving in the storm with all these gas stations passing all these gas stations. Whatever. See a shell, you see a Chevron. Yeah, we'll just go ahead and take out this gas station. Nobody needs gas around here. Oh, yeah. Wait, let me get my gun first. <laughs> so, M60. I'm going to take the M6, M60 off its mount. 
get some fucking yeah, get my ammo. Yeah, get my ammo can. Oh, oh. ammo cans, Dude, plural. Yeah, you need two. That's cool. Yeah. But in the meantime, this is a little distraction. Fucking light this shit on fire. Blow up a goddamn gas station. Right next to the car dealership, too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, just everything has just got to go in flames. Well, it, it kind of worked out, then, that this town was broke. <laughs> so they could blow up their gas station. Yeah, I'm like, fuck it, do it. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that's fine. We we'll, jobless. We'll build a new one. We jobless. Fuck this place. Blow it up. Give us a couple mil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We gotta, you got you to gotta give us money for that. Yeah, blow the shit up. That's fine. We'll build a new one. That's cool. We were, we were thinking about remodeling anyway. We'll build, a, we'll build a new one with the money you just gave us. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Here we go, Teasel. Good war. job. He brought the war home, motherfucker. Now, t- telling his two remaining deputies to go out there so he's all alone. Yeah. Dairy Queen. Dairy, Dairy Queen. Queen. Yeah, yeah, I do know the Dairy Queen in here. <laughs> There's Rambo running in the middle of the night. With he's, a on, he's on his way to go pick up a blizzard. Butterfinger, of course. That sounds good. I actually found there's a there's one over in uh, I think it's it's either Bray or Anaheim. Damn it's with Dairy Queen, so goddamn Dude, I love uh, Dairy Queen. Yeah, yeah. They've got a bunch from in Utah. I was out there a few weeks back mm. in uh, Southern Utah. We went and got some. Those are killer. Yeah, man. My yeah. wife showed me mixed the mixed the Reese's peanut butter cups with yeah. the Butterfinger. She used to work there back in the day. There was a uh, there was one when I stayed in Oceanside Dairy Queen. Mm. Uh, Sheriff Teasel here, fucking giving all the uh, all the citizens, please go into your homes. It's nice that they had a the PA system. The Christmas <laughs> lights, I'm loving the Christmas lights, dude. Like yeah. another, God, this is a, we got another Christmas movie, bro. Yes, we do. God damn, this is a Christmas movie. Fuck it. <laughs> all my dopest movies are Christmas movies. <laughs> <laughs> they actually are. Yeah. All the let's change uh, let's change uh, docs around. We'll make it a Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm thinking about doing it. Uh, Although you can't do it for this section that takes place in Iraq. And, uh, I was. I mean, I, you can, but it's not. I will, and and I, will, I was actually there during Christmas. That shit was different. Yeah, Halloween was different. Halloween was definitely different, but Christmas especially. Oh, here we go. Oh yeah. <coughs> Killed for vagrancy, Jerkwater, USA. No, no, he said that already. I know, but, uh, but he's bringing it back. Yeah, but he's still like, got the same idea. Like, like, but he's saying he's saying basically what we've been saying. You like we were talking earlier. You knew he was alive, didn't you? Suspected. Yeah, I didn't know. You train like he, he, he said, trained to get out of places like that. You train. He, he, he didn't say you trained him. You trained it. Oh, that's right. It. Teasel, yeah. Teasel, you think you and your men like like? What makes you think you're gonna stop this now? Because God knows what he's willing to do. Oh yeah. <laughs> the shadow. I love the shadow. The shadow. <laughs> with the damn crazy dude with a big ass gun. Oh my God, it's so great. <laughs> Just shuffle around a small town. <laughs> just running around. I love these kind of movies where just just a dude comes in and just something happens and just wrecks a fucking small town. I, but I love I love those those uh, noir kind of throwback moments where you see the shadow appear on the yeah. white wall. But one uh, like uh, and then says like fucking this is my game plan like fucking I can still kill him. It's like I'm a, I'm his friend. I got a chance. <laughs> and he even teases like where the hell do you people come from? Well, fuck, <laughs> motherfucker, you're worse than him. Yeah. You're literally endangering your town for your ego. So fuck you. Did, did he grab a box of ammunition? Because right now he's got two empty magazines. That's right. <laughs> I don't see no ammo. No <laughs> he's got some empty magazines. I'm like, I love how you keep looking at him like, okay, you're, you're on an idiot. You're on maybe, maybe he noticed the empty magazines. He's like, mm. yeah, you're on your own. <laughs> Good luck. You couldn't figure that one out? Good luck. <laughs> like the uh, Russian dude in John Wick. Good luck. Yeah. 
He's still listening, fucking prepping himself, because you know Rambo coming there for you. Yeah, this is your fucking... It, it, is, your, it is great to see a, a Korean uh, war vet with an M16. Yeah. Or an AR-15, I guess, since it's a uh, civilian. Yeah. Because most of those guys are all about, like, you know, 30-06 or something. They kind of thought of them as more cat pistols once you went down to the no, I guess five, it, five, I guess they're trying to go with the latest weaponry they can get. I guess. No, Honestly, he, yeah. he'd be way better off, I think, with a shotgun. Yeah. And, like, another thing that's, like, say, we talked about the kind of the innovations with this movie, man. Like, freaking, like, I think somebody said, like, fucking, like, most modern action flicks yeah. take nod, especially in the 80s, took a lot of nod to First Blood. This is really, sure. this is more innovative than a lot of people give it credit well, for. Well, and again, talking about that minimal suspension of disbelief, mm-hmm. I mean, there's nothing about this place or the way any of this goes mm-hmm. down that is completely absurd or unrealistic. Exactly. This is, looks like a real town is being fucked up by this kid. I mean, by the time it gets to Rambo 2, you're like going, what the hell? It's a goddamn cartoon, yeah. Yeah. It's a violent-ass cartoon. Just everybody was dying left and right. Well, honestly, I think Rambo 2, 3 yeah. on. Yeah. I'm oh, sorry, yeah. go you say something? No, no. I was going to say, like, fucking, like, strategic planning here. Fucking yeah. taking out all the power around the fucking police station. Well, I mean, if you're going to try to take out... Or take control of a location, mm-hmm. take control of utilities, take control of communication. Those are like two of the first things you do. So taking out the power. And then he already tied up the first responders by blowing up the gas station. Yeah. And I was going to say the, uh, this image here. Rambo, a giant, a big-ass buff dude with a giant gun with a bandolier of bullets around his chest. How many times have you seen that image? God knows how many action movies. Yep. After this movie. Yep. Just that image. Anyway, so, what fucking, else? Fucking Commando. Well, well, that's what I was going to say about yeah. all of the other um, yeah. follow-ons for all the other Rambo movies, what kind of made them go ridiculous. They're basically like prepping everyone in the forerunner for The Expendables. Mm-hmm. Which, again, I love Expendables. Watched it. It's ridiculous. It's it's action porn, basically. More or less. Like, there's nothing to it. It's, it's not the world's greatest storyteller. Boom. Yeah. And now he's in the gun shop. Oh, yeah. This is good right here. With the band- Foraging. The, the bandolier. <laughs> oh, like, like, like I said, how many, pe- how many movies copy that image? Like, look at all it. All of them. Yeah, like, he just wrapped in bullets. <laughs> he just pulls out, hold the guy in the shelf off, like, get, get the shit off of you. <laughs> <laughs> now now we just need some black spit. powder. Yeah, we need some fucking gunpowder. Yeah, gasoline and gunpowder. Yeah. Well, it might have been kerosene. Yeah, well, it's supposed it was to be. kerosene and well, I was uh, grabbing the black, well, it's, the black it's, powder. It's supposed to be a, like a, a camping place, so it's probably kerosene. Yeah. And now he's got the black powder. Yes. Oh, man. Big, big ass drums of uh, powder. Putting all those weapons and all the ammunition and all that shit on fire. Mm-hmm. I love this shit. He leads it out and he fires at the shit. This is so cool. And the music. Yeah. Man, man, man. Well, what's great yeah. is they, they actually went for more of a traditional yeah. score, which is part of what keeps it so timeless. Yeah. Because a lot of stuff, this late 70s, early 80s, you end up with a mm-hmm. lot of like synth crap that just doesn't work. Well, Jared Goldsmith did a lot of synth stuff. He did a lot of synth stuff in Gremlins. I know, but what I mean as far as like standing up, standing the test of time. Like, yeah, yeah. The synth you. stuff comes off super dated. Yes, it does. I'll give you that. But when you watch this, I mean, it's it, it's timeless. Like, you can watch this, and it's just as solid as it was the day it came Yeah, out. you put this score in a modern action movie now, I'm pretty sure it would elevate whatever goddamn action movie it is. Well, it's like I told you before how much I loved um, Straw Dogs. Yeah. The, the only problem for me with Straw Dogs, the original Peckinpah, is the score. Mm-hmm. The score doesn't hold up. Yeah. But this one, absolutely, without question. Yeah. I mean, if you told somebody that Stallone, if, aside from the fact Stallone obviously looks a lot older and different now, if 
HGH and all the rest of it. But if you told someone this was the new Stallone movie and it was set in the 80s, people <laughs> might buy that. Because yeah, it, it just that doesn't you don't feel the the dating of it like you do with a lot of other stuff. Yeah, he does do the HTH. Oh shit, Rambo just saw him on you the just roof. Just saw Now I know where you are, motherfucker. <laughs> so it's game time. So he pretty much just takes out the station, <laughs> all the lights in the station. Look at that. Like yeah, <laughs> just pray. Go ahead, pray. Because yeah, he's coming for you, buddy. <laughs> You're gonna get what you want. Damn. Look at that. Just destroying that place. <laughs> <laughs> That must have been a lot of fun to shoot. Hell yeah. It was. The gun was a lot of fun to shoot. Oh my God. Well, no, I mean, even just shooting this with all the squibs, like that had to be a. a oh, yeah, that's, that's, that was crazy. Oh, man. All the left is the Christmas lights, man. Now mm-hmm. you can't see shit. Still on that damn roof, trying to look for Rambo. Mm-hmm. Even though it's lights on inside, that was that's kind of a guffaw. Well, there's a, there's a couple, like, st- sort of towards the middle, right? Because he obviously mm-hmm. couldn't shoot all the lights out. Yeah, the Rambo's inside now. And and I guess it makes sense too that the uh, the police station would have its own power source. Yeah, the sheriff station because it's like it's supposed to be like first responder center. It shouldn't be on the same grid. It was just weird to me because it looked fully lit. But you know, yeah, yeah, I got you. Moving, moving. Well, they magic. they had the backlight in more so you can get a clearer shot of it. Yeah. Oh, here we go. They see each other. Well, rather, Rambo sees. Him. Rambo sees him. Yeah, he sees the fucking step ladder going up to the fucking roof. Mm-hmm. Going in a little bit further. This is shot so well, man. Yeah, it's one well, again, day for night, nineteen eighty one. Yeah. Actually, it's not even day for night; just night shooting in nineteen eighty one. I don't know. Like that's because ins- again, you couldn't mm-hmm. pick up low lighting that well. Do you know any other Ted Kotchoff movies? Not off the top of my head. Me either. That's what I was asking. I'd have to pull it up to to be able to tell for sure. Yeah, but this is obviously his most famous one. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, but uh, the skylight there. Mm-hmm. He's waiting for him. What? A little hide and seek, but. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you're not going to do much with the AR. Look, shoots right through that shit. And yeah. smash through the f- fucking, uh, like, damn, so cool. How got that it. wouldn't have killed him is still a big question. Got it. I got that motherfucker. You can see Rambo coming over him, looming mm-hmm. with a damn gun on him. Like, you do start, it! Do it! Yeah, yeah, you go on, you crazy son of a bitch. <laughs> go ahead. <laughs> no, Rambo. <laughs> Rambo, don't do it. Colonel Troutman. Oh, yeah. There's a couple of alternate uh, versions of this. Yeah. Well, they actually shot the one. So yes, one, yes. Of the, one of the interesting things, I'm not going to say which one, but yeah. there, was a, uh, there was a writer on this that um, I, I got to hear talk one time, and he was saying the original ending uh, in the book was what they actually pushed for originally in the movie, and that was that uh, during this last scene here, mm. Rambo has his big breakdown moment where he's explaining everything that, that happened and mm-hmm. how he got the raw deal, and then he kills himself. Yeah. And the producers already could smell they had a hit on their hands, yes. and the last thing they wanted to do was kill a franchise in the cradle. So they wanted to go the opposite way, and the long and short of it was this writer was asked to stop coming to set and let go <laughs> because... They didn't want to. Uh, they didn't want to end up with um, Stallone and everyone else going his way. So they just mm-hmm. figured, get rid of the person who's pushing it. But now we see Rambo. Rambo's looking outside. He sees all these people setting up snipers and all this shit. Mm-hmm. And Trump asks him, they can, they're on there. They want to kill you. Is that what you want?" Now that we get to the scene. It's, it's over. Nothing's over. Nothing. You just don't turn it off. <laughs> What's the matter, what? You, you asked me. me. I didn't, I didn't ask, ask you. you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It was the one with lettuce with. Call the baby killer and all kinds of vile crap. Yeah. 
spitting. There's some dubbing here too. Because you could say it's vile shit and supposed to vile crap. Let me say protest me, huh? Who are they? And if they bit me and been there, and no time to yell about. That's the last bad time for everybody, Johnny. For <laughs> <laughs> you, for me to be like nothing. It could have wanted. <laughs> yeah, it could have Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't even hold the job parking cars. No, no, he, 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 says, <laughs> he says the other shit first. Yeah, yeah. You're the last of an elite. You're the last to drive a gunship. I drive a tank. I was in charge of million dollar equipment. Here now, here I can't hold a goddamn job parking cars. And this shit here, where he breaks down, this exact story was actually told to Stallone by a Vietnam veteran. Yeah. The whole thing where he's talking about his friend and you know the wide shoebox and being mm-hmm. mortally wounded and his friends all over him and shit. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. So yeah, he's talking probably about, the heaviest moment of the film. Yes, it is. He's he's, he's having a he's having a flashback moment. Him and his friend are supposed to be driving. You know, they talking about this uh, '58 Chevrolet that he has back home. Mm-hmm. They gonna go home. We're gonna drive it to the wheels fall off. And they happen to be in this fucking Saigon thing. This kid's like shine, shine. You know that shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. And. Uh, and they say, you know, the fucking bosses, why did you get the, get him over, my friend, I got him all over me, you know? And nobody would help, you know? He's like, Johnny, I was with him, man, I was with him, man, I can't help you, man, I can't, I can't find your fucking legs. Yeah. I can't find your legs, man. Are you supposed to drive without your legs? Yeah. Yeah. And I, the, the shit that gets me is like, fucking sometimes I wake up, I don't even know who I am. Yeah. I don't speak to anybody. Because I've, I've known guys like this, and it, it gets me, it gets me now. Yeah, fucking like I always loved it before, but like especially serving in the military, it gets you now because there are people who have had traumatic experiences that served in this country, and yeah, they haven't really nobody to talk to because like either they just don't want to or they can't, they can't articulate it, and like I said, it bottles up and it stays in you and it fucking it comes out and sometimes in very destructive ways. So this whole shit here. This is the this is the most plausible moment of the Rambo fucking franchise, him having this flashback of you know of all the PTSD stuff and that. Yeah, and look at that, this fucking great actor. I well, and I, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think this is the first film that really, in a no holds barred kind of way, really shine a light on on PTSD and that side of stuff. Exactly, and actually, they didn't even want to do a Vietnam movie initially because of the fact that Vietnam was fresh in everybody's mind and right. it was, like I said it wasn't a popular war so but this was important because I think it put put a lot of stuff on there and I mean it's mm. it's kind of sad but we're still in a lot of ways kind of working through a lot of that stuff as we move forward here because I mean like mm-hmm. the mental health aspect of stuff mm-hmm. is one of those things that was just it, it's still not where it needs to be that's why he's showing up with like veteran suicide yeah. and all yeah, that see, you see here he's you know he's just pulling the only person he feels like he has a connection with it's his friend and yeah. Even Troutman being supposedly a hard man has to just, you know, embrace him. Well, yeah, I mean, he's got he's got that softness yeah. too. He's just like, yeah. shit, man, like, because he know yeah. he knows him. Yeah. So the alternative to this scene, which we were talking about, is that Troutman has this whole thing where Troutman actually comes in there with a gun, mm-hmm. and Rambo finds it and pulls the gun out. He's like, "Hey, man, you created me, you kill me." So he hands Troutman the gun. Troutman has it in his hand. He hesitates. Rambo pulls the gun and shoots himself. Yeah. And that, and then Charlie just stands and looks at him, leaves, and you just see Rambo's body. That's how the movie ends. And they actually now, shot it, didn't they? They actually shot it. It's yeah. actually, if you go on YouTube, you can find it. And the thing about it is they did the screening of it with that ending, this whole movie, this whole dope-ass movie with that ending. Mm-hmm. And, like, everybody was with it. They said they were in, the, in the thing. Everybody was in it until the ending. 
Mm-hmm. And then apparently somebody said, actually, a person actually called out, like, if the director's in here, he needs his ass whooped. Something like that. <laughs> so they did it again in another screening with this ending that we see in this movie, and it was a triumphant success. Yeah. So apparently they, they did it at one of those, like, investors, like Star West, like one of those, yeah. like, investors meetings. And they were, apparently, they actually pushed the goddamn directors on the wall, like, fucking just like, we want this movie, we want this movie, I want this movie, I want this movie, I want this movie. <laughs> like, oh, shit, we got to hit. We got to yeah. hit. Yeah, and they did actually. So no, it's a it, look. It's a great film, and it mm. was. I mean, in terms of the action film, military <laughs> yeah. film, yeah. dramatic films. Honestly, I, I still think it's top two. I, I can go with you one way or another yeah. as to whether or not it's Stallone's best. Yeah. But it's killer. Uh, they never actually specify in the movie what happened to him, but off screen he was actually sentenced to eight years in a labor camp in '82 and found guilty of destruction of public property, grievous bodily harm, attempted murder of a sheriff and the death the death of a deputy, but he wouldn't be finishing his he like he wouldn't finish the sentence or be released until 1990. That's not bad 8 years for that amount of destruction. But he only did like 3 years cuz like 3 Rambo years too. later Rambo too and fucking if he because of the success of that mission he was pardoned. Yeah. So so only served 3 years. Well the interesting thing about that thing though is like because again, you start talking about the implausibility of things. Yeah, it's not like we stopped making Green Berets. No, like they would, if they were really going to go and they're going to try to get them. Like I don't think they'd need to go and grab John Rambo mm-hmm. out of like Leavenworth or wherever the hell he's at to send him to Vietnam. Like they got <laughs> they got Navy SEALs. They got also we also also one thing we're not mentioning right now that we're talking like Dan Hill's rendition of its long road. <laughs> the most ridiculous fucking lyrics of it. <laughs> it's a long road when you're on your own and it hurts when they tear your dreams apart when every new town just seems to bring you down <laughs> But dude, that was like one of the problems with 80 movies in general. Like, you remember that with Lethal Weapon? Because even love can be a lethal, a lethal weapon. weapon. Yeah, that shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real war right outside your front door. I'll tell you. Lyrics. I'll tell you. Out where they'll kill you. You can use a friend. Because... <laughs> The road is long, yeah. <laughs> Each step is only the beginning. No brace, just heartaches. Oh man, is anybody listening? <laughs> hey, yeah. Simon, is anybody listening? <laughs> oh shit! Oh my god! Oh, oh shit! It's like that shit on Family Guy where it's like you have to hit the, you have to hit the name of the movie in the movie. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I have to be Superman for the quest for peace. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, yay! Yeah, 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 oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, so some um, It's clear to me that these drug dealers represent a clear and present danger. danger. Hey, that's the name of the movie. Or <laughs> go ahead and find me. If Ems finds me, I'm thinking for it. Whoever she was, I must have scared the living daylights out of her. <laughs> <laughs> that was a pretty blatant one. Oh, God. Oh, oh, excuse me. Oh, the man with the golden gun. Hmm. <laughs> so ridiculous. Yeah, exactly. For your eyes only, darling. <laughs> they do them all in the bomb movies. Oh, octopus. 
<laughs> yeah, of course. Octopus. My favorite is Louis Jordan. Octopus. Octopus. <laughs> or oh, the blatant one. Um, View to a Kill. Oh, the, oh yeah. Christopher yeah, Walken yeah. and Grace Jones. What a view to a kill. So ridiculous. But this one actually has some plausibility. They drew first blood. Now. Yeah. The other one has some plausibility. Yeah, that one makes sense. Yeah. All right. No, so uh, in terms of like finishing it up here, the only body count, like like we mentioned, only one person died. Go. Uh, and, and the only person, that was, the only thing that was directly killed in that movie was that damn boar that Rambo killed. Yep. Uh, now, some things they changed up. Like I said, that Teasel is actually supposed to be uh, a veteran of the Korean War. Uh, in the movie, he's actually an army veteran. They didn't, they didn't want to get, get to that. Uh, in the book, Galt was supposed to be a deputy, comes mm-hmm. in inexperienced, and Rambo actually killed him on purpose. Whereas, obviously, here he's an was, asshole and he knew what he was doing. It was an accident, yeah. Um, so, uh, the subplot of the movie, the subplot of the novel actually had Tizo attempting to get in touch with his wife, who's absent completely from the movie. Um, also, uh, the animal that he kills for dinner is actually an owl, not a boar. Hmm. Yeah, uh, that wouldn't be very tasty. Yeah, 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 that, that's not good at all. And actually, at the boat, at the end of the actual novel, both Teasel and Rambo die because uh, Rambo kills Teasel, then Troutman shows up. No, no, then Troutman shows up and actually, like, I think, he shoots him in the chest or the head with a shotgun. It's pretty. It's a blade in the kill. book. I thought I thought yeah. Rambo still killed himself in the book. Something like that. Either way, he gets like. Either way, I thought he got the gun some, from some, him. Yeah, anyway, yeah, some, some like yeah. He, Shotgun is what is, is really the indignant thing of that. So it takes a shotgun to the goddamn chest or head. One of that the would two. end it. Uh, also, post production, the original cut of this movie is like over three hours long. And it was 90 minutes. Yeah, exactly. And now, freaking like, it was so bad the first cut that Sylvester Stallone actually called his agents, like, this is going to kill my fucking career. <laughs> like, it made him physically sick. So Stallone went in uh, and with the producers and they cut as much of the uh, shit as possible. And like I said, you like you said, they got it down to ninety minutes, which is serviceable. And then the editing was made for this movie. Um, the score, like we said, was done by Jerry Goldsmith, the great Jerry Goldsmith, who would carry over those things into mm-hmm. the next Rambo franchise, especially the dun 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 dun, dun yeah. which was the Rambo theme. Um, also, uh, in terms of his box office, it actually topped the box office three weeks in a row. In three three weeks in a row, when it first came out. Its original opening was uh, six million, over $6 million, which at the time was the best October opening of all time. Hmm. Uh, the film initially, uh, eventually uh, grossed $47 million domestically, and it was actually the highest grossing movie of the fall of 1982. Uh, it's the 13th highest grossing movie of, uh, of the year. Uh, it's a bunch of movies that beat it. Uh, the movie grossed $125 million worldwide versus a $14 million budget. It's, it was actually the first major Hollywood blockbuster released in China, but they didn't release it in China until 1985. Uh, sold 76 million tickets in China, making it the highest uh, for a foreign film to that date. Until 2000, it was actually the highest for a long time until 2018. Hmm. Yeah. Now the legacy. Yeah, like I said, the legacy of the movie is like of the all the Rambo movies. This is the movie that got the most positive reception from critics. Um, actually, it's voted as uh, one of uh, it was actually one of the nominated in 2001 of uh, 400 movies. It was nominated for the top 100 most high-impounded American movies. Uh, Brian Denny, he actually had to apologize because he, he would imply in several statements that he served in the Vietnam War. He did serve in the Marines in the 60s, but he actually finished his tour before, uh, before it Vietnam, kicked off. Yeah, before Vietnam. The legacy of Rambo is basically this one movie led to uh, 
four sequels. Rambo, <laughs> First Blood Part 2 in 1985. Mm-hmm. Rambo 3, 88. Rambo in 2018. And the most recent one that just came out last year, Rambo Last Blood. Uh, this is the first uh, Sylvester Stallone non-Rocky movie that didn't bomb. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is actually the only one where he does not use a bow and arrow. Yep. True. Uh, this is actually the first of two instances where a Rocky movie and a Rambo movie came out in the same year. Cause oh, yeah, this, this, Rocky 3, right? This and Rocky 3 came out in the same year. Yep. Rocky 3 came out in May. This was released in October. And the same thing happened again two years later. Rocky 5, I mean, Rocky 4, excuse me, and First Blood Part 2. So, yeah. First Blood of the two uh, in then 85, First Blood Part 2 came out in May. Rocky Four came out in November. Hmm. And so, yeah, Stone had a really good 1982 and a really good 1985. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And actually, this spawned a cartoon. Rambo, <laughs> yeah. The Force of Freedom in 1986. <laughs> <laughs> so it had Troutman came, Troutman would come back, and Rambo was basically made the leader of this team called The Force of Freedom to fight a, uh evil organization called Savage. <laughs> it's an acronym. For the specialist administrators of vengeance, anarchy, and global extortion, <laughs> uh, actually made sixty. They actually, they actually aired uh, sixty-five episodes of it. It actually spawned a line of toys. And I think if you go on certain sites online, I know you can. Go, if you go on Tubi, you can actually find the cartoon. It's, 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 it's ridiculous. It's awful. All right, so <laughs> the movie has actually been remade in a, to a movie called uh, A Valley of Violence in, 19, in um, 2016. I don't know who made it. In 2020. Uh, apparently they uh, they put up statues of John Rambo, and they or they, there's plans to put up a statue of John Rambo in Hope, British Columbia. And I mean, whatever gets people to visit. And lastly, it's a, it's a nice little town. And lastly, himself, Sylvester Stallone said publicly that of uh, the movies that he's done in terms of Rambo, this is his favorite one because he, he like he realizes now that even though the experience was difficult, how it turned out, he wouldn't change a thing. Yeah, no, it's it's a great great film. So, yeah. and now Sylvester Stallone had a second franchise other than other than uh, Rocky. He's going to be financially sound. He'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> and look, look, look at look at the other movies down there. Yeah, Cobra, Rambo. <laughs> no, but hold on. Specifically, Cobra. Yeah, I love love Cobra. We'll have to do a watch along for that. Yeah, uh, like uh, <laughs> okay. So first, we're just actually looking at uh, they they give us like extra options to see the Stallone movies we want to see. So there's Rambo, Bo, Rambo three, Cobra. Cobra. We're watching Cobra. Uh, the, the other Rambo, uh, the specialist. Oh, we gotta watch over that the shit. Top. Oh, we got ooh, dude, over dude, the top. We're doing over the top. <laughs> we're doing over the top. I love it. Rambo Part Two. Yeah, cliffhanger. You want to do cliffhanger? Rambo Last Blood. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Rocky Five. We haven't we haven't done Rocky yet. <laughs> That's true. We need to do Rocky. Rocky. This is actually got Rocky Five. We're not doing Rocky Five. Yeah. Um, the only yeah. scene we will do of Rocky Five is the last street fight. That's the only good scene in that movie. Uh, I think we can skip it. Yeah. We just, we just watch the screen fight. I'm fine with that. Like all these other movies here like that might be related. We should watch Deliverance. John Wick. <laughs> Nowhere to Run was, uh, what was the name? Fucking um, Jean-Claude Van Damme. Yep. Oh, Deliverance. We've seen Die Hard. <laughs> we've, done a, we've, done a, we've done a show on Die Hard. Uh, Escape Plan with Sylvester mm-hmm. Stallone and Dave Bautista and 50 Cent looks like. Judge Dredd, we can do that. <laughs> we can do Dredd. Not Judge Dredd. Sorry, Dredd. We can do Dredd. And My like, bad. Yeah, we can do Dredd. Let me reiterate that. We can do Dredd. <laughs> We're not doing Judge Dredd. No. no. We will not do that shit. It could be fun. It could be, but it's not going to be. <laughs> but, uh, 
Whatever. Look, I think we got some plans for our next couple. Do we not do a fucking dread? Judge dread. We're doing judge dread. We're not doing judge dread. We're gonna talk about the McDonald's toys. It was great. <laughs> if, it, if it had a McDonald's toy, it's potentially in play. Actually, our next movie that I think we should do <laughs> what is that has McDonald's toys? It actually has. <laughs> Are you gonna do forever? No, no, no. What returns? Which one? Returns. No. All right. Okay. We can do returns. I still like. I still <laughs> like it enough. All right. So uh, well, since we're talking about it right now, we might as well announce our next <laughs> watch along. Uh, next week, folks, <laughs> we're doing Batman Returns. <laughs> if you guys have been sticking with us uh, for a minute now, our very first watch along was Batman '89. Mm-hmm. Batman goes to the Monarch Theater. So now Batman's gonna go to a snowy. Oh, what was that zoo? Oh, I don't even remember the name of the zoo. We're like, we're going to the damn zoo. The zoo, <laughs> the zoo keeps showing up. No, he goes to Shrek's department store. Yeah. <laughs> Or Gotham we'll Plaza. figure it out, I'm sure. Or Gotham Plaza. Or what's the shit? Uh, yeah, or the, whatever the party is there. <laughs> the party where the band plays Super Freak. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dude, that's a weird choice. <laughs> Dude, it's Tim Burton. It's always weird. Yeah, hey, we're going to get into that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so folks, we, re- we really hope you've enjoyed this uh, watch along as much as we have. We, this is fun. Dude, I'm thinking. This, this is always fun. I'm glad we're back to it. Exactly. So freaking like a... Uh, Until next time, this has been Dropping That Culture with JD and AJ. I'm JD. And I'm AJ. We'll catch you next week. Peace. Later. Dropping That Culture. 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 Dropping that coast. Dropping that coast.